Here it is. Finally, the winner of the Tournament of Random Movies 2. And it's making us take a trip all the way to the OK Corral. Visit those old Wyatt boys as we visit the town of Tombstone. People, a lot of people claim this is a Western classic, but is it? Let your two friendly neighborhood critics be the judge here on a very gunfighting edition of the review. Review. I'm coming, and hell's coming with me. You're a daisy if you do. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to... I'm your huckleberry. <laughs> Welcome to the Review Review, a show where two small-town dudes give you our big dumb opinions. I'm Troy Earp. I'm Curly Pete. Whatever. <laughs> Curly Bill. <laughs> and we are going over our Tourney 2 winner... Tombstone. Yes. At the top of the hour, what do we think? Did this star-studded Western classic live up to the live up to the hype? Yeah. I took a lot of notes on this one, Troy. It's gonna be fun. <laughs> this is one of the few ones we actually were chatting about it before the show. Yeah. And I think we both have a good <laughs> idea of what is gonna be coming later. It's. Stay tuned. But it's before be that. Fun. I saved both of our lives by sucking a giant bee into my vacuum cleaner. You did. I watched it. It was amazing. <laughs> it was touch and go there for a second. Yeah. After the June bug incident, I still get night terrors. <laughs> and that was a big-ass bee in that light. It was. I, I think it was a it. hornet or something. <laughs> I tried to burn it with a lighter, and I think I just made it you angry. just made it really mad. <laughs> but I sucked him up real good. You I did. sucked that bee hard. You sucked him off. <laughs> so let's get into some news, shall we? All right. Um, we should have fluffed longer because I got shit for news. <laughs> but I, I don't have a lot of news either. But there was a lot of trailers. So fuck ton of trailers. Oh my god, metric fuck ton. Metric fucks. Um, trailers. Well, I got some news about Val Kilmer showing up in Tombstone. He's also showing up in the news. Yeah. Top Gun Two has yeah. cast Val Kilmer. As, Come back as the Iceman. As the Iceman in Top Gun. Two. So we can tell Maverick how goddamn dangerous he is, but he's so goddamn fucking good at flying. I hope that's all that he ever talks about. It's how goddamn reckless he was out there, but goddamn it, he respects him. That's, go back and listen to our Top Gun review, because that's <laughs> all it is. Doesn't really hold up that much. It's all it is. It's uh, But it's a good time. Yeah. Oh, listen, listen to the review. It's oh great. Oh, my God. Uh... Great balls of fire. All they do is sing the fucking chorus. <laughs> poor goose. Um, poor goose. I got another celebrity in the news, JT. Roseanne. Well, on what you do now? You hear about this? I heard about it last week. Are you just going to repeat what we said last week? No, it's a, it's a follow-up <gasps> for a possible career move Uh oh. for old Roseanne. Now, after being fired from ABC... Is she, uh, she going to be a, a consultant on Fox and Friends or something? <laughs> no, but listen to this. Roseanne is offered a new job at X-Blaze. Yeah. Uh, a, adult film company. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> um, 
They offered her $150,000 to do one scene for this adult film company. Oh, my God. And they're going to brand it XXL Blaze, branching it off to a BBW, uh, <laughs> old geriatric type of um, film. <laughs> <laughs> in which they want uh, Roseanne to star in a title role. For one scene? For one scene to get her in the door, and then maybe so, she'll oh, stay. Wet her palate so that she's Don't addicted? Don't say wet her palate in this situation. <laughs> uh, I was not shocked to hear this news. Yeah. And I don't think she's going to take it. But let's play a game of what if. What if this does happen, and it's the grossest thing in the world? She stars I with Tom Arnold. To see it. You have to see it. <laughs> I will be very curious, Troy. Wouldn't you be? L- need- really believe in yourself. I don't need to see Roseanne bang a dude. Nobody needs to see it. But wouldn't you? But you have to see but it. But wouldn't you be like? I kind of want to see what that looks like. Troy. Don't lie to yourself. <laughs> give yourself a reprieve. Give, and tell the give truth. In, give in to the Roseanne curiosity. It's like a train wreck. You gotta... It's horrible and ugly. But you can't look away. It's like I'm a burning... I'm pretty sure I'd be able to look away. Well, I'll look away pretty quick, but I will definitely peek. I'm just putting that out there. It's sick. I know. I know I've got a problem. Troy, I feel like I'm learning more about you <laughs> than I needed to know. Listen, I... You know my opinion at this point. Okay. Whenever you decide to come clean, well, you can tell me I know private. what to get you for Christmas. <laughs> I don't need it. <laughs> I just want to peek. What is happening in her life? What would... Okay, this is also a what-if game. It, has, it actually hasn't happened. <laughs> I've almost convinced myself that it has... Because now she's going to have a hard time bouncing back from this, right? I, I would assume. What do you think Roseanne's next career move will be? I I, I mean, she is she a has comedy like a, legend. She has like a orange farm in like Hawaii or something, doesn't she? She has some kind of farm. Does she? She has like a, I think it's a peanut farm. Peanut farm. Yeah, because I remember hearing something <laughs> Sorry, where like so, I was like very taken back by she has, that. She had like reality show for a little bit where she was it was just like her on her farm in like Hawaii or something. She has like a peanut farm or something. Well, I think it was like something like we're nuts or like something dumb like that. <laughs> oh, I love that title. Yeah, but, but uh, I think it's like a peanut farm that she had that she had like a did a reality show for. Because she wasn't really, really wasn't into acting until she got back into Roseanne. That's true. And uh, that she was, was kind of off the grid. Yeah, because I think Sarah Gilbert was the one that brought up coming back to do Roseanne. I'm looking this up. Does Roseanne have a farm? I want to say it's like a peanut farm in like Hawaii or Florida, somewhere like tropical. It is nuts. Roseanne's nuts. Yeah, there you go. That's what it was called. It was that was the Lifetime reality show okay. docudrama <laughs> that aired for three months. That's it. Where's it at? It's in. Is it in Hawaii? I thought I'm it was like it in, in Hawaii. Looking it up. Look. Uh... So she's got a nut farm. So she'll just probably just do her nut farm or porn. Yep. 
It okay, yeah. In two thousand seven, Barr purchased. Oh, f me! I pressed the wrong button. <laughs> Barr purchased the two thousand two hundred twelve square foot ranch style house and forty six acre property, sight unseen, known as Hidden Haku. Oh man, it's a uh, Hawaiian word. Hamaakua Farm in Hanoka, Hamaakua, on the Big Island, Hawaii, <laughs> for one point seven eight million dollars. There you so go. There you go. She's you gonna, have it. You were right. She's going to make nuts. A peanut farm or a nut farm of, of yeah. some sort in Hawaii. She's going to make nuts. Roseanne's nuts. <laughs> Roseanne's nuts. Well, then I suppose she can just go the route of Jimmy yeah. Carter and have like a nut farm. Yeah. She doesn't have to blow dude's nuts. Just She can just grow, <laughs> grow her own. Her own. <laughs> well, I'm glad we got there together. And I think we yeah. should stop talking about this. It's a good idea. Yeah, I don't even know... <laughs> I didn't even think Roseanne was still a thing. Well, this is it. Unless she takes that d- deep dive, she's probably going to be out of news for a while. Yeah. Don't do it. Don't make me do it. <laughs> no one's making you do this, Troy. You don't have to watch Roseanne have sex. Um. So Xfinity, the uh, telecommunication telecommunications company. Yeah. Did you hear about this, JT? Probably no. not because. No one cares. (laughs) The Xfinity telecommunications company today had outages everywhere for every landline across the United States. All right. And no one noticed because no one fucking has a landline. And if you do, who are you going to call? No one to tell them about it. Is this this the uh, segment... uh... Up yours, you old bitches, with your <laughs> landlines and shit. That's the whole segment. Yeah, that's the whole thing. That's all I really had. I thought it was funny because it was a real headline on Google News or whatever. X. It was like, uh, I don't remember, but paraphrasing it said, Xfinity landline service went down across country. No one noticed. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, I read all about it, and it's not even an interesting article. Everything you get is from the headline. It's... I thought it was very fun. I know. Like, even nowadays when I get pitched, like, those, like, packages, like, mm-hmm. they're just like, and a landline comes with it, too, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> like, they don't really, All I like, want to do is it. ask, why? Yeah. And then, because I was on that kind of a thing when I had, uh, I think, Mediacom or Comcast or yeah. whatever, one or the other. Yeah. And uh, they're like, you get internet, cable, and phone for yeah. $99 a month or whatever it is. But they're and even, like, like, downplaying the phone now. I was like, you get internet, you get cable. And, you know, you get a phone, too. Right. When I signed up for it, though, I'm like, I don't want the phone. But they're like, but you get it cheaper if you get the phone. I'm like, take your phone and just throw it away. Up your ass. I don't want it. I got a fucking cell phone. I'm not going to use it. Everyone has a cell phone. So it should technically be $66 a month if we're breaking it in thirds here. How about you make it a deal for just the internet and cable? Yeah. In fact, just don't give me the cable. Just give me the internet. Well, yeah. it's more expensive if you just get the internet. Fuck you! Yeah, more expensive How? compared to getting three other fucking things? <laughs> I just want the fucking internet. Stop sending out pamphlets to every customer in the United States every week. Then my shit will be cheaper. No shit. Mediacom. I get, seriously, plastic notifications in the mail. Not paper. Plastic of for Mediacom yeah. to sign up for them. Oh, I know. And I'm like, don't send those or make those. <laughs> Just make it cheaper. Uh, I'm a me- I'm a, I'm a Mediacom customer, and uh, I've n- I've had no problems with them. Right. So I have no grievances. But they will like send like these things where it's like urgent, open right away, and I'm like, oh fuck, is my account fucked up? <laughs> and they're like, now 
we took a dollar off of that three three thing package. <laughs> yeah. I'm like, oh, what the fuck, man? <laughs> what a scam. Oh, shysters. Yeah, but their service is pretty good for me, so I, I enjoy them. I don't have them. Yeah, well, okay, well, then let's like fight to the death, then. Jesus. I don't care. You gave me like, the I don't. This biggest stink eye when you... <laughs> Like, I don't, I don't have even them. care about that enough to like even finish that sentence. Let's not have media come come between us, Troy. All right, that's fine. I'm perfectly fine. I'm perfectly fine. Well, let's be fine together. Let's be fine. <laughs> uh, one little bit of news I have until we can switch over to what you got. Yeah, you bring to the table. Okay. Twitter user at Nemraps is trending on Twitter today as he has seen Infinity War. 42 times. Jesus! And has documented every time he has gone. And has even bought a... Like, uh, one of those, like, baseball card, like, binders to put every ticket stub in <sighs> for every time he has seen it. And he took his picture in front of the poster at the theater every time he went to go see it from, like, the sixth time he saw it on to 42. Holy hell. And I'm like, how... The only thing the I DVD's was thinking... The DVD's coming out in, like, a month! <laughs> the only thing I am thinking is, like, how does he have that much time on his hands? That movie is nearly three hours yeah. long. I can't find the time of day to fit Tombstone in half the time. <laughs> <laughs> and he's out seeing Infinity War every other day. Tombstone coming up. Tombstone, uh, top of the hour. Top Don't of the hour. worry about it. Just got it over with. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. So, check it out if you want to... See if some guy with disposable time and income. Yeah. That's it. That's my last. Speaking of Tombstone, Troy, should we get room service? Should we get room service? That is a question (laughs) I will continue to think about. (laughs) You know, (laughs) if the Google Home would just update and have that goddamn two-way intercom, oh, I'd be calling Chelsea right now to refresh this drink. Hell yeah. You kidding me? Come on. She should be running right now. <laughs> yeah. I can't clank this any harder. It's class. Come on. We love women. Don't worry. I know. But, I mean, she's really doing nothing. <laughs> she could really... <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, You know what's even great? She's not even going to listen to this to talk back to me. I know. It's amazing. It's going to be so good. We're like, hey, Chelsea, did you listen to the show? <laughs> She'll say yes, and then I'll be like, what I say? She won't be mad, because she won't even listen to it. Oh, we're amazing. <laughs> we're, we're such chicken shit losers. <laughs> it's so true. <laughs> but it's it's how I live we my life. We talk shit about people we love <laughs> on things that they won't listen to. It's so good. <laughs> it's like the best time. <laughs> oh, amazing. Well, Troy, my first bit of news might make you need to open the rumor mill. Oh, my. This, well, the dust off that door. Blow the... There you go. go. Drove past us? (laughs) That's right. Uh, There was news uh, a while ago about a Willy Wonka prequel. Yeah, I heard about that. And uh, there's some some names being thrown out there about possible uh, stars involved with it. Oh, it's still happening. Possibly. Oh, okay. Possible, like, uh, people that have been approached to possibly be in the possible <laughs> Willy Wonka prequel. This is so possibly. fringe news. <laughs> That's why it's a rumor. <laughs> We're just making rumors up. Uh, with names such as Donald Glover, 
Okay. Ryan Gosling and Ezra Miller. To play the Willy Wonka role, right? Uh, may Possibly, maybe play the Willy Wonka <laughs> role, just to be in it. Oh, okay. Got it. Yeah. Got so, it. So, uh, let's see. All you know what? would be great. I think Donald Glover would be a good Willy Wonka, to be honest. I think he's got like that. Too. He's got that like campiness to him. But then flip on a dime to be like serious, just how like Gene Wilder is. <laughs> yeah, like, just... he's pretty campy the whole way yeah. through, and then all of a sudden he's like super pissed at the end, <laughs> yeah. and then sentimental and gives Charlie his whole chocolate factory. Like spoilers. <laughs> like uh, he appro- like the first scene, like he sings. Uh, like he sings uh, "Pure Imagination," then it breaks into "This Is America," <laughs> or like he, he shoots uh, he shoots that fucking fat kid in the head. Instead, <laughs> <laughs> he falls in the chocolate river and he shoots him in the head. Oh my god, that'd be so fucking funny. <laughs> oh, I would love. It. I'm just picturing it all right now. I'm just picturing it right now. <laughs> oh, you're turning into a blueberry. <laughs> this is America. This is America. And it just is this is America. They don't even change <laughs> it. No, the, the Oompa Loompas concert singing this is America. <laughs> and drag her dead blue bloated body out of the <laughs> Oh my god. That's so good. Oh and man. Sh- Hollywood. This is America. Higher if you want to view paradise. <laughs> <laughs> this is America. Da, 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 da. This is America. Da, 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 da. Uh, we're being probably so offensive, <laughs> but still, just imagine it. Just you will laugh. Live it up, people. Have some humor in your life. You would laugh. <laughs> uh, try. I'm surprised they didn't bring this up because this was a big news uh, item today. Oh Jesus! That uh, Warner Brothers just greenlit the Joker movie. Oh shit! I did see this, but. <laughs> is I it know the what Joker the butt movie? Is. <laughs> I know what the butt is. Continue. The, it's not the Joker movie you might be thinking of. The one that we brought up a while ago with, uh, with like it, Adam McKay or something or Scorsese's producing producing it. That one. Yeah, no, yeah. this is the Jared Leto standalone Joker movie, right? Which I guess was greenlit because Jared Leto pretty much talked about walking away if he didn't get his own joker movie because he didn't have enough time in suicide squad so now warner brothers is just giving him a movie <laughs> i love this <laughs> what are you this is also on top of a joker harley quinn movie that's also coming out from warner brothers yeah <laughs> and he's probably going to be in the sequel to suicide and he's going to be in the sequel to suicide squad and there's also going to be a, a standalone joker movie that has nothing to do nah. with the dc universe it's just going to be an origin story starring someone completely different right as joker right <laughs> i'm gonna throw it out there i love this and say <laughs> so much. some of these things may not happen <laughs> I, hope, I am i hope all of them happen <laughs> I'm well. Okay, what I hope and what I think are two different things. I hope also all of these happen because inside I will be laughing, but then I will see them and I'll be like, "What the fuck am I doing here? What is happening here?" Oh my god! But like, okay, like Joker so- movies are going to turn into Star Wars movies, where just one comes out every year, <laughs> and then every six months, and then and nobody cares. 
Okay, so like, according to this news segment that you brought up, right? Yeah. Jared Leto went to Warner Brothers and bitched, right? Yeah. What if they're just like, you know what? No one liked you. <laughs> and so we're going to pass. And then Leto's like, well, I'll do it for cheap. Like what do you what do you do then? Like they WB has all the leverage. Yeah, everybody shits they on look, Jared Leto. Yeah, but it, from the sound of this news, it sounds like they're bending over for him. Why? <laughs> I don't know. Everyone hated it. It's universally hated. Am I yeah, wrong? It's like Warner Brothers. I think like Warner Brothers thinks that like it it'll it'll come out. Don't worry. We're on a rocky path right now. It'll come out in the wash. They must have, like, some weird ironclad contract already signed for Leto where he's like, I will fucking sue you if you don't. Probably. Maybe. I, I don't that know. That has to be it. Yeah. Because Warner Brothers should see it, right? Like, if I was Warner Brothers, I would just give up on this shit as it is. I thought I saw something where, like, the the head of DC Entertainment is, like, quitting or oh, something. Oh, yeah, I thought I saw that, too. <laughs> so it's like... All pieces of it are falling apart, but there's there's still, like, people in there that's just like, it'll work, don't worry. Right. We're, we still got this. Ah. <sighs> uh. Okay, serious question. Yeah. Do you think at this point, with all the movies that have come out, <laughs> that it, that whole, like, the, the narrative that they've told of this universe that they've created. Yeah. Can it be turned to be favorable in the public eye? I don't know. I don't care. I, like I think I comic movies, care. like comic movies, are starting to like fade out now. Like I feel like, like I think we've brought this up before. Like after the next Infinity War movie, yeah, I think comic book movies are gonna take like a huge down downturn. I I I do agree with you, but that's not my question. Yeah. Do you think in any way? Because the next two up are Aquaman and yeah. Shazam. Yeah. That those could turn the tides. And to get people liking these again. like n- Not that they're going to, like, change the game or anything like that. But yeah. at least people being like, you know what? Those are really good. I want to see more of where this universe is headed. Do you think it's possible? I, I think people are just sick of universes. I think the best, the best common denominator that they can get out of this is just take what you have and then make standalone films out of it. Like Wonder Woman, they're making right. a second one of that. Right. And like if Shazam works, sure make another one of that. Sure. If Aquaman's good, sure make another one of that. Yeah. But don't force a universe where it's like they're right. all in the same place. Right. Let's do subtle things to show they're in the same place. See, I okay, like following up on that. Yeah. I don't mind if they'll do subtle hints be like, "Hey, Wonder Woman lives here or whatever. <laughs> like, if that's fine. But if they are like shoehorning in an entire character or story arc to make this a cohesive thing and not just be like, yeah, Batman like is in Gotham. Yeah. Like it's, it's too much. Like you're just doing like Marvel does it sometimes. And it's like, you can really tell when yeah. they're trying to cram something down your throat and it's not that those parts don't always work. But as a whole, their movies are more fun to watch. Yeah. You don't come out feeling like, what the fuck was that? Or really <laughs> depressed because you waited three years for something to come out and it fucking blew ass. Yeah, BVS has really did a number on you, Troy. <laughs> it ruined three years of my life. 
<laughs> no, that's not. Whatever. But anyway, what I'm saying I really is, hope Charles doesn't hear this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, what I'm saying is, I think now, if they can make a, a number of films... Like that you just said, that are standalone, can build up little pockets here yeah. and there to kind of like just bandage over some of the shit that they've done. I think they can turn it around and get people to care about a Justice League movie down the pipeline, if yeah. that's even an option. Yeah, but they still, yeah, they need to drum up interest before they actually go ahead with a Justice League or even like, yeah, at even this like point, hint, I think you're right. Or even hint at the fact that they're in the same universe. Right. Just. Make us make something good first. <laughs> yeah, I agree. Wonder Woman was a step in the right direction. Justice yeah. League was. It was fine. <laughs> it wasn't great. It wasn't bad. It just was a thing that happened, yeah. and we're moving on from it. But I think it can be salvaged with time. Yeah. Also, I think they should just throw it all away and start over. Because I want to see movies of these people. Like, they're yeah. these, these are the things that I love. Yeah. So I would like to see them on the big screen. At the same time, quit. What are you doing with the Martha? What are you doing? <laughs> Three years. Yeah. But do you think that if they actually do take their time and try and build this up, would the the need for more comic book films still be out there? Um. Okay, that's a good question. Because, like, Marvel movies are dominating that landscape yeah. of, like, connected universes and, mm -hmm. like, superhero films. Yeah. But I think if Warner Brothers and DC can make a really solid hit, that it will extend the superhero film genre. Yeah. Because, as a, as a comic lover, they bring something different to the table. Mm -hmm. Marvel besides Thor, are, like, grounded in reality. Yeah. Ish. Ish. Compared to DC, yeah. <laughs> who are, like, godlike characters. Yeah. So they, it's a different perspective, and I think they, I think it can work. It'll extend it for at least five years. <laughs> I'm not saying it's, like, got longevity for another 25 years or something like yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. But I think it could do it. Yeah. It'd be something, to, if they can make a taste that people <laughs> like to eat... With their eyes and their pockets, yeah. Then I think it could work, but since then we haven't been proven right yet. I mean, it, Wonder Woman was good, but yeah. I mean, it could, but you still. I think you're gonna have to drum up some kind of patience with the studios too, because like the way these like movie franchises work is that like you're only as good as like your last film. So even if they do make a good yeah. film, it's probably gonna come out real shitty at the box office because people are gonna remember. The last shitty thing you made. Right, how they got tricked. Yeah, so they need to, like, I think they need to, like, drum up, like, like smaller films, like, smaller solo films. I think they need to focus more on those to try and drum those up to build up to, like, a bigger yeah, kind of film. Right. I okay, this is, this is my opinion right now. I okay. just came up with it just now. So, Marvel, they can keep going at the pace they're going. Yeah. Because they're... They've got an end game. Just race towards that end. Yeah. Just give us everything in like two or three years. Yeah. Whatever. What I think that DC and Star Wars need to do the exact same thing. Yeah. Where they make they take their time to craft something to make a spectacle. Yeah. 
and not crank one out a year yeah. or more out a year. Yeah. Make us wait for it, especially Star Wars, because we just saw with Solo, which wasn't a that bad of a movie. Yeah. It just didn't do anything, gr- like, groundbreaking or anything. Yeah. But, like, I think there's real fatigue for Star Wars. Yeah. With, like, Episode 7, not, or not, uh, I'm sorry, Episode 8, like, being kind of split mm-hmm. on, on public opinion, and Solo, like, not doing great at the box office. I think that was for a myriad of reasons. One, it was fatigue of Star Wars because it only came out six months ago. And they expected China to pick up half that bill and China doesn't give a shit about Star Wars. Wars. (laughs) And so with also the production problems and everything like going on with that movie, it was a it was a risk. They took it. It didn't work out. Yeah. But still, it's something that like it's still being crammed down their throats. Oh, yeah. I think Star Wars has enough fan base in the UK, Australia, and America that they can put out a film every two years, and it will boom. And, like if they were just the chapter movies, yeah. I'm saying, yeah. not any spinoffs or anything. Yeah, people would still go to see those in droves. They would you. build anticipation. I'm not saying DC should wait every two years. Maybe one a year. Yeah, they come out always around Thanksgiving or something like a big yeah. holiday weekend. Yeah. And people are just looking forward to that one that they come out a year, and they build towards something at this point. Yeah. I think that's what they should do. Not put out two a year or anything like that. Yeah, I think it's just, it's just these studios need to, like, kind of practice patience a little bit. Right. Like, they're so eager to get the next thing out because they think it's like, it's money on the table. If we don't put a Star Wars movie out this month, this year, it's money on the table. Right. We just lost it. Right. But, it, no, it's like... If you build that anticipation, then that's going to be the money that that money will make up for itself in the long run. Right. Uh, yeah, I I agree. Like, I think someone brought up, I think I heard a thing the other day where it's like, even the prequels waited three years before they came out with the next one. Mm-hmm. So it's like, shit, like they were fuck, they were awful, but people still came to see them because right. they still waited long enough where it was like, well, maybe they'll get it right this time. Right. They they we weren't they weren't feeling they had that sour taste in their mouth from the year before where it's like, oh, they or fucking six got months me. before. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But no, actually maybe oh, here's a thought. Invest in something different <laughs> that's not something that's recycled from like years right. on end and right. then maybe come out like after two or three years with something from Star Wars or something from DC or, or whatever. Whatever. Yeah. 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 I know that they're just thinking, like, these things make money now. We need to do it before it bursts. But at the same time, like, with <laughs> diminishing returns, and you're just spending more and more and more and more money, yeah. your return is less and less. So, like, if you build hype, come out with a movie, like, one every two, three years, you can put in the same amount of money to spend on it, and you'll probably make more in a theatrical run then yeah you would having one come out every 6 months exactly you'd probably make more money off of one movie that comes out every 3 years than 3 movies every year yeah i mean in star wars <laughs> or like dc's case marvel still makes money hand over fist oh yeah but they're they but got, marvel but marvel I has a like, built up where like they can tell different stories with different characters and it doesn't feel like the same movie every time that's true star wars is going to feel like the same movie every time yeah I will argue, though, that Marvel, like, because they have, like, this planned out for, like, until 2020, they should probably race through these movies before, like, people get sick of them. Yeah. I know that makes it not, like, 
easy to digest when three come out a year. Yeah. But, like, if you are waiting a year or two between those, then I could see people waning in enthusiasm for them. Like, if you just came off Infinity War and everyone's like, that's great. And then a year later, the only thing you have looking forward to is Ant-Man and the Wasp. You're like, oh. (laughs) So I can see why they put three out a year. Where DC, like, I have to, they have to just do everything. Anyway, this is a great conversation. I think yeah. we've gone on quite a long oh, yeah. time about it, but I really think it's very interesting. Yeah. No, I, I, just, <laughs> I think it's Marvel is just where they are because they put in the time and effort, and DC is just like, oh, we can do what Marvel does. Like, <laughs> but you, but you didn't do, they could, but they didn't. Right. That's the thing. Like, right. They think that they can do what Marvel does now. Yeah. But they didn't put the time in. Right. Anyway. But. What else you got? Oh, well. Uh, <laughs> I got some news on that Bond 25, Troy. Mm. It seemed that the producers have uh, kind of settled on what who they should think, who they think <clears throat> should play the villain oh. in Bond 25. And it's an interesting choice. Blofeld. Again. Not Blofeld. In fact, it's a female Get out. villain being played by Helena Bonham Carter. Okay. You have my interest and my attention. So there you go. Okay. The, like it's not like a it's not like written in stone or anything, but it seems like they have an interest at uh casting Helena Bonham Carter as the villain. That would be fun. Yeah, she's she, good. She's a pretty, even though she really plays kind of the same person in almost everything she's in now, mm-hmm. like, she would be a fun Bond villain, though. Yeah. It'd be throwing a little bit of color into this yeah. franchise. Like, there's not a lot of female villains in the Bond universe, and no. I think she would she would play a good one. Yeah. Like, I think she does a really good job in, like, uh, Harry Potter movies as, like, that witch. Yeah, sure. Like, she's, like... <laughs> I think I think she like pisses me off more than like Voldemort does sometimes because she like revels in killing people. Yeah, <laughs> I'm just like, yeah. fuck that, kill her, <laughs> fuck Voldemort, kill her. <laughs> yeah, she's way worse. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I yeah I would love to see that against Bond. I would love to see like as I mean we've only gotten dudes so far and like they pretty much. I'm not gonna say they hit the same note, but they're pretty similar of kind of like stoic kind of slow speaking yeah men yeah granted one maybe have like half a face or one's a recycled villain from the 60s yeah or whatever <laughs> they're trying to do but they'd be fun to change it up a little bit i would like that so there you go yeah uh troy i got some sad news some sad movie news. Oh, Jesus. Uh, the movie we were looking fo- forward to, Action Point, yeah. with Johnny Knoxville. Yeah. Uh, that came out <laughs> this yes, past week. Yes, it did. Yeah. And uh, they're just as surprised as we are because, uh, yeah, I guess it only opened to a $2.2 million opening weekend. Yeah. I uh, I think it came in at number nine yeah, in the box office. I, uh, I heard... I knew this movie was coming out soon, and I almost wanted to see if you wanted to do that for this show. Yeah. But I wanted to see Tombstone more, mm-hmm. and I think that's what that's what everyone to all everybody also everybody said. yeah yeah. So like, I also heard from like the reviewers that I trust that the movie's not really all that good. Yeah. Like I heard like it's like they do like funny stunts in it, but it's like. 
like the narrative kind of takes away from it where it's like you just want to see him do a bunch of dumb shit yeah and the narrative that they try to tell like nobody it's, cares yeah about. it's not good <laughs> and so like what you see in the trailer isn't what you get in the film yeah and so i think that's what like everyone hated it for and i mean that's too bad like i like johnny knoxville and oh, it yeah. looks like a fun premise yeah but like if that's not what the thing you delivered on then yeah i don't i don't know because i yeah. guess there's a lot of uh, more stuff with uh the love interest in this that i hardly saw any of Ugh. in the in the trailer yeah and like that's i guess not a really huge part but it's a, a significant enough part where everyone's like that sucked like i didn't like that at all like i couldn't get behind her character all i really wanted to see was him make this dangerous theme park and like people get hurt yeah like jeremy johns he's like the most famous uh youtube movie critic yeah he's like after i watched this i just watched a bunch of fail videos on youtube and i felt better about myself because <laughs> that's all i wanted I to see i know that's the thing like uh when jackass first came out like it was a it was a pretty revolutionary thing right because it's just like you're seeing these dudes do these stupid stunts and it's like that's pretty fun like right. i'm but now it's like that's all YouTube is now. Right. So like you don't need like a movie like this and you don't need Jackass. You can just you can see random people just do that shit all the time right. on YouTube now. Right. Even on you don't even have to go you go on Twitter, follow the Darwin Awards. Yeah. And it's just people wrecking themselves yeah. in like 10 second gifs. Yeah. That's all it is and that's what people want to see. I don't think like you can't do it in a movie form. But, like, if you're trying to do something that you're trying to, like, deliver in a trailer and it's something completely different, then, like, I don't know what you, I don't yeah. know what to tell you, dude. I know. It sucks because I wanted it to be good because I like Johnny Knoxville. Yeah, I think this is a thing where it's, like, his, I think that gener that part of our generation is just outdated. Like, we're getting old. Yeah. We're getting old, I agree. Troy. I agree. We're getting old. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I know. We used to, like, make our own, like, jackass videos, too, back in the day. Yeah, and it, to be honest, I didn't like doing those either. <laughs> I, yeah. if you, if, okay, so last week we brought up, like, we <laughs> did, we, would we did, we did a lot of, like, backyard wrestling type stuff. Yeah. And to be, to our credit, I think we were pretty good. For, for backyard wrestling, I thought we were good. We weren't, like, smashing each other with light tubes or anything like no, that. No, We were no. actually trying to be good. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, good for what high schoolers or, at right. in some points, uh, middle college year, <laughs> right? People um, could do. Even though we were, <laughs> mid like early high school when we started, so yeah, uh, we thought we were pretty funny when oh, we man. definitely were offensive. We were very offensive. <laughs> uh, anyway, we also w w that was the peak of jackass, and so we like we should do that too. And I was. If you go back and watch any of those tapes, I was in one of them. I didn't want to ever do it. And it was like one was like our buddy uh, Tyler yeah. was like, hey, I'm going to do a wrestling move to you in that big pile of shit or whatever it was. Oh, it was yeah. Like real shit. You got like power bombed into like a thing of leaves. It was like leaves and twigs and all like yard junk. And I'm like, I don't yeah. want to do this. We'll do it anyway. So I did it. I'm like, that sucked. And then I never did any more of them. Yeah. Yeah. That's the only one I did. Our buddy Cole took, did a lot of it, though. Yeah. Poor Cole. Poor Cole. <laughs> we need to get him on here to review something. I would like his, I would love to get his take on something. I, okay, so I work with him, right? Yeah. I've asked him to do it. He, he's totally down to do another one. Yeah. 
I would love to have him down when like WrestleMania's on or whatever, and so we can do like a WrestleMania review and then whatever movie we're doing yeah. that week yeah. or whatever. But like he's got a we- he's got a hard schedule. Oh yeah. So he's got like two kids and stuff now. So oh, like, yeah. pulling him away is kind of oh, yeah. tough. But yeah, I, I figure it'll happen. Much. But even if it's just like we just film or we just like tape a review and then we do the news before it too. Oh, that'd be great. Like that, like something like that would be easy. Listen to us producing live. Come on, listen to us. <laughs> um. I don't think we brought up, but we have special drinks for tonight. We didn't even yeah. bring it up. We've already finished one of them. Yeah, we did. In honor of Tombstone and the Old West, we drank a glass of Woodford Reserve. Ooh, it was fine, good. Fine, fine whiskey. It was smooth. One of my favorite whiskeys. It's Enjoy. really good. We I killed the bottle, it. too. So, All right. R.I.P. Woodford Reserve bottle. Uh, then, we're, because of summer is right around the corner, we're drinking the Liney's Summer Shandy. Oh, yeah. Oh, and it's kind of hot in this room, and these are hitting the spot. Oh, yeah. I'm sweating yeah. like a fucking whore in church over here, and you look like you're fine. I don't I'm know fine, what's going man. on. I am fucking dying over here. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, good drinks. Good drinks around. Yeah. <laughs> good. But, yeah, good drinks. Uh, Troy, I got some news on <clears throat> Sony mm. with their uh, uh, weird spider manless Spider-Man-verse. Yes. Uh, what they got going on? They have Venom coming out in right. October. Right. But they did pull a movie from their docket. Oh, I heard about this. Shit, uh, I should have brought this up. <laughs> God Their damn it. Silver Sable Black Cat yeah. film has been pulled from the docket. So right. does that mean that they're actually giving up on their Spider-Man-less Spider-Man verse? <laughs> well, it's on a uh, hiatus. Is oh, hiatus, Mike. Which bad. means it's been pulled and canceled completely. <laughs> Because uh, turns out no one cares. <laughs> no one gives gave any shits about yeah. that movie. Mm-hmm. Anyone, Ugh. even like Black Cat fans, who I think would like any who would be the character to headline it. Yeah, don't give a shit about this movie. <laughs> yeah, it, I don't. I don't give a shit. No, like I barely give a shit about Venom. I still really don't because I think it looks good. Yeah, visual. Oh, I'm sorry. Visually, oh <laughs> so I'm I'm like turning inside out over here. <laughs> I think it visually looks good from that second trailer we saw, but yeah. I'm still very apprehensive on what like substance is really going to be delivered there. Yeah, I really yeah. think these actors are in it because Sony threw a lot of money at them because they have Spider-Man Homecoming money. Yeah, and uh, <laughs> I don't know. I've I've heard. Really good things about that movie Upgrade that came out. Mm-hmm. So now it's like, so now that that did good, then everyone's going to be super, even more critical about Venom because it looks like the exact same premise, but tar tentacles. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> so Perfectly uh, said. So there you go. So we'll see how that, how uh, all that plays out. Great. Uh, my last bit of news, Troy. Uh, the Crow remake. Yes, that's been uh, been touted. Right, it's about right. to happen. Right, and it's hiatus. Uh, yeah, <laughs> like almost permanent hiatus because they lost both their director. Yeah. and Jason Momoa has just dropped out completely. Right, so now they're back to square one. Yeah, I I don't care about the Crow that much to be honest. Like, yeah, I think it's a product of the time. Like yeah, yeah. Like the first Crow was fine. Like I think that that just stands by itself. Yeah. Like, you can't do too much with a crow because the crow can't die. Yeah. Unless um, you hurt the, the hurt the actual crow that's following him. See, I don't fucking so know it's, the rules it's to weird. this universe. Yeah. But I, I, from 
other sources, I've learned some things about the crow and that the, uh, I don't remember his like name in it, but Brandon Lee, whoever yeah. he plays in it. Like, there's it's like something Draven, Eric Draven or something. Oh, yeah, I think you're right. Anyway, he's not the only host of The Crow in, like, the actual lineage of, like, that oh, character's history. Okay. It can be, like, a something, like, handed to other people. Yeah. At the same time, who fucking cares? <laughs> like, it was the only people... It came out in the perfect time... It was a goth kind of, kind of character. Yeah, like in grunge the 90s, was, yeah, grunge, grunge was really was big. Huge. Yeah, that's it. That's when it was hot. Yeah, you can't. It, it, it this can't strike twice. Yeah, it's not the time. Mm-hmm. It's not the time. And I don't even think Jason Momoa would have been that good because, like, the thing about the crow was that he was like this skinny, like, grunge dude. Right. And like Jason Momoa was huge. Yeah, he's a beefcake. Yeah. So like, like the whole thing about the crow is that he, like. Wa- He's like walks up on, yeah, yeah, like he walks up on people and like, who are you? And they just fucking like unload a clip in him, and then he like gets back up and then like fucking tortures them. Yeah, crows him to death or whatever yeah. he does. <laughs> but that's the whole thing. You know, if you see Jason Moe, you're gonna be like, oh fuck. Yeah, of course he's gonna beat the shit out. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm not gonna fuck with that guy. In real life, he throws hatchets at people. Yeah, well, not people, but like, <laughs> he'll like down a Guinness and throw a hatchet. In, like, a bullseye a target. I've seen it on the internet. Yeah. It's real. He'll be drunk as fuck and hit the bullseye. Yeah. With a fucking hatchet. Yeah. Just Jason Momoa. <laughs> That's not even crowed up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Think of how, if he was crowed up, be like ten hatchets. Yeah. In each finger. And ten beers. He, every finger throws one hatchet. <laughs> right. And, like, just maidens are pouring Guinness <laughs> down his throat. Maidens are pouring themselves into him. <laughs> and he is loving every second of it. Believe me, that's all I hear from... Every time Jason Moa pops up on something, that's all I hear Molly say. I'm like, alright, come on. She's, I, she wants to just pour herself into him? Yeah. I just, or the other way around? I think she's the... He's like the one person I think she'd leave, she leave me for. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, yeah, I'm not going to blame her for it, but it's like... Like, I don't want to, like, I'm just going to keep, just, I want to keep distance between you two just to be sure. Well, I mean, I mean, to I mean, play it safe, fuck. yeah, you probably should. Yeah. You I think know. me and Chelsea have some of those people too, but at this point, I'm just like, I'm just too tired. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I'll ask them, and if they say no, then I'll be like, all right. Well, I saw that coming. <laughs> I'm just going to go sit over here and then just <laughs> wait 40 years until I die. <laughs> I really hope Chelsea doesn't hear this. <laughs> I already said today, like, <laughs> she said something about breaking up, and I'm like, you can't break up with me because you have to clean up my dead corpse. You <laughs> <laughs> uh, if you break up with me, I'll just be like, all right, then I'll just sit here and die. <laughs> and that'll be your problem. Then it's, yeah, that's all your, it's all your fault. Oh, uh, shit. Well... Is it's, it done yet? It's done. It's done. Oh, wait. I do have a bit oh, before we get okay. there. Okay. All right. Good thing you told me. Sorry. I almost dove right into <laughs> another segment, but nope. We got to hear the wonderful stylings. The wonderful dinosaur Neil. Yeah. For Neil's bits. People dying. It's the pits. Please stay tuned to Neil's bits. Well, I, uh, No! Oh. No, not yet, Troy. Not yet. Sorry, I forgot to be to 100. Still... <laughs> 101. <laughs> Gotta be... Keep that in 
that in mind. All right, 26 seconds of wonderful joy there. <laughs> uh, the one bit I have for this week uh, actually came up today. Oh, boy. Of all days. Look out. Uh, Jerry Marin. Now, if you don't know him, you'll know the character he played. Yeah. He was the last surviving member of the Lollipop Guild <gasps> from the Wizard of Oz. The wow. oldest, well, still surviving member yeah. of that died at 98 years old. Shit. Yeah. I, that really surprised me a lot because, mm-hmm. like, people with dwarfism... Like, yeah, they don't live that ...usually long. don't, like, live long spans of life, which yeah. is terrible. Yeah. But, like, I'm super stoked that he got to almost the centennial. Yeah. And, like... He got to be in the, one of the most popular movies of all time. Yeah. Like, one of the more famous parts in it. Like, yeah. he's got to be living large. If if you're at all interested in The Wizard of Oz, uh, that new uh, podcast with uh, Paul Shear and Amy Nicholson oh, in school, yeah. they just yeah. did an episode on The Wizard of Oz. Oh, yeah. I've been interested in that. And it's really interesting, yeah. Uh, they even like had like a fact in there where like the MGM bought the rights for the Wizard of Oz at seventy two thousand dollars. Yeah. Which, to put in perspective, a house and at that time in nineteen thirty nine was three thousand dollars. Jesus Christ. <laughs> yeah. That's that's and, insane. And an average American made a thousand dollars a year. That um, holy shit! That's like fucking Disney buying Lucasfilm. Yeah. So it was enormous, and then and then when when it came out, it didn't even do that good a business. Really, when it, first it wasn't came a out. hit. No, it wasn't a hit when it first came out. I know I've heard the production of the Wizard of Oz is like nuts because it mm-hmm. went through like a slew of directors and shit like that. Yeah, well, they there was like this thing where like MGM did a thing. This is I'm all drawing from the from the podcast and do. If you want more information, totally listen to uh, Unspooled the episode on wizard of oz but i guess mgm did a thing where they churned films out like they were uh like products pretty much uh-huh. and their two big movies they made that year was uh wizard of oz and gone with the wind so it's like they would like in employ directors based on the scene so that's why they went through so many directors like they even had directors that were part of wizard of oz that were also part of gone with the wind i just pulled up um an inflation calculator What'd you say it was? Seventy two thousand dollars. In nineteen nineteen thirty nine. Nineteen thirty nine. I shouldn't change that year. Nineteen thirty nine was one point two million dollars in twenty eighteen. Yeah. That's not quite no uh Lucasfilm but money. Based but based on still, what people that's a yeah. that's a, a lot for an IP. And this is during the depression too. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, yeah. <laughs> like a big Hollywood studio and putting that much money into something like that. That's pretty impressive. Is that is that podcast pretty good? Have you listened to all of yeah, them? Yeah, I like it. Like they've only done three three films so far. And you don't really need it's not like Amy Nicholson does another one called uh The Canon. Uh-huh. You don't need to know that much about film for Unspooled as you do for the Canon. Okay. So it's but I think Unspooled the thing is a little more interesting. Okay. Like they've done uh, Citizen Kane, Ben Hur, and The Wizard of Oz so far. Oh, are they going through the AFI Top 100? Yeah. In that one. Okay. Yep. Sweet deal. Yeah, and they're kind of doing it randomly too. Like they're. Fuck, I had that idea fucking like two years ago. We should have <laughs> jumped on that shit, JT. God damn it! But they're not like going in order. Like they're kind of like they're doing it in a way where they're like trying to like 
figure out like how like to kind of like judge like what makes a great film according to the AFI. Uh-huh. So they started with the first one, they did the last one, and they're going through the tens. Okay. So like they like because Wizard of Oz is number ten. Now they're doing number twenty next week, and they're doing the thir- they're thirty after that one. Sure. And then I think they're doing the fives after that, and they're just gonna try and like jumble it up from there. Okay. All right. I might have to listen to that then. It's it's keeps getting recommended to me through yeah. like any podcast app or whatever I have. Yeah, and it's but. really interesting because they even like kind of dive into like kind of like what the in- what the Hollywood industry was like back in those days too, which is kind of which is really interesting. Cool, unspooled. Yes, yes. Check that out. Yeah, I will. Also, R.I.P. Uh, Lollipop Guild guy. Uh, Jerry Marin. Yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, okay, now it's done. Fantastic, Troy. Uh, I don't. I can't even tell you how many trailers I have. There was literally like Jesus. Hollywood Christ. took a big trailer shit this week, <laughs> and I've there was so many that got dropped. Well, go through yours and when I because I, I only have two. Okay, I probably have maybe seen more, but I I didn't only wrote two okay. down. So I'll chime well, in when I have one. The first one in my ginormous ass fucking list of trailers <laughs> is uh, Bradley Cooper's directorial debut film. Okay, A Star Is Born. Okay, put out their first trailer, and uh, the big thing about this is it also stars lady gaga oh yeah i saw something about this but i didn't see the trailer yeah they put the trailer out and um i'm not gonna say that i think it's gonna be a good movie but Uh they had a song in it Uh uh-huh and i like the song like it seemed like they're going more like a country route with it okay and bradley cooper has a pretty good voice okay and it's like lady gaga also singing country so it's like that weird kind of mixture of Uh uh like her like kind of pop stylings with like country okay and it's like i'm just basing pretty much all this off of like the music i've heard so far sure. but it sounds pretty good so far what, do you know what anything about what the trailer what's like the story premise what is this it's pretty much like uh bradley cooper is like this country singer and he comes across like this woman who's like a singer but she doesn't really write her own music and he like kind of inspires her to write her own music okay and they kind of go on the road together i okay. think all right Sounds okay. Yeah. Like, I I don't know. Could be the new La La Land. Who knows? Oh, look out. <laughs> but I don't know. I'm, I'm really, I really like to see Lady Gaga do more stuff. Cause I saw her, I saw her do that season of, uh, American, of American Horror Story Hotel. Right. Yeah. And she was good in that. Mm-hmm. And like those few scenes they show her in, in this, like she's really good. Okay. And she's not like, she doesn't like portray herself as like this classic beauty. Like she just looks like a normal everyday Woman that can sing. Mm-hmm. Good. Yeah, I'm for it. All right, sweet deal. I might check this out if it gets good reviews. All right. I am for that. <laughs> uh, Troy, now here's one you have. I'm sh- almost certain you have because you we'll see. posted information about this on the uh, <laughs> Review Review All Twitter. Right. All right, you've been snooping. At Review Review Pod. I saw, <laughs> I know, I saw. Uh, The first trailer for the Bumblebee yeah. movie came right. out this week. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, do you want to talk about this, Troy? Sure. So, uh, this movie, I can't tell if it's a prequel to what has already come before it. It's a prequel. Is this it takes place a in the definite 80s. prequel? Yeah, it takes place in the 80s. I didn't know if it was a actual prequel or it's just doing its own thing and spurring something off from here. No, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure it has to be because they even, like, play, like, the, the weird diatribe that Bernie Mac has from the first one where it's like, it's not the car... It's not the driver that picks the car, it's the car that picks the driver. Okay. 
Um, so it's Bumblebee in his original animated Volkswagen Beetle yeah. form. Yeah. And it's pretty much just a solo story about him where mm-hmm. it's the same kind of thing like in Transformers 1 with, uh, what's his, Sam Witwicky. Yeah. I, why can I remember that and not his fucking real name? <laughs> Shia LaBeouf. <laughs> God damn it. Witwicky is such a fucking weird last name, too. Uh, anyway, he finds this car... Uh, like falls, in, it's his first car. Falls in love with it. Turns out it's a transformer, and adventures ensue from here. That's what the Bumblebee premise is. Yeah, but I thought this trailer was actually surprisingly good. Yeah, and because this isn't the uh, Michael Bay is not on this right at all. Like he's no. not even a producer. He's, no, like they just they fucking cut all ties. Right, they cut the umbilical cord. And so um, I'm kind of interested in yes this. i guess the director for this i listened to a podcast earlier today where they were talking about this and i guess the director is the same director of a uh, kubo and the two strings oh really yeah okay um i well i'm i'm on board like i was completely against this yeah and this has turned me around it looks like a listen it's a trailer and it could totally be Oh yeah, it could swaying still, my opinion. Yeah, it could still suck. But, but like so far, like from this trailer, I think I'm on board with this. It looks like fun. Yeah, it looks fun. And like the villain for it is, uh, I guess Shatterstar, like the helicopter uh, Decepticon. Okay, because that, that's his name. But no, yeah, it is. is like, his, I was like listening like okay. a thing, and there's like, like he's Shatterstar, and there's like some really cool stuff in there where it's like Bumblebee's like holding back like this helicopter, just like fucking like driving into him and shit where i'm like oh that actually looks pretty fucking cool yeah it looks good like the cg looks on point yeah i like from what i saw from the transformations that it's more like blocky yeah like i didn't see the last one but apparently they kind of did those transformations in the last few where it's not like so complicated with a million moving parts it's just like chunks of it will fold over and then there's a transformer yeah perfect that's what i saw from like that jet that's in it that yeah. turns probably the helicopter one, Shatterstar yeah. or whatever. And it looks kind of like that's how uh, Bumblebee is, where he kind of just yeah. folds open into a robot instead and of like, yeah, having I also a like, billion moving parts for I also like where like she like opens the hood and like his head's in it. Yeah, that was <laughs> really like, cool. So that's where the head is. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, yeah. you don't have to be yeah. like... But I'm, surprisingly, I'm on board and it shocks me to my core. I know. It's... I don't know. It... Uh... I don't know if I'm going to actually go out to the theaters to see it, but I, I'm curious. Right. At the end of the trailer, what I did say on, in the tweet is, like, I am appalled that uh, Bumblebee does not like Rick Astley. <laughs> I know. <laughs> because they bullshit. put in a, a tape in his player, and it's yeah. like, never going to give you <laughs> And then he spits it out. I'm like, that's bullshit. Everyone loves Rick Astley. Like, uh, like a joke that I heard on the podcast I listened to for this was, like, he hated it so much that he almost killed her. <laughs> like, <laughs> like shot it at her head. <laughs> and she had to duck. <laughs> Fuck you, bitch. Yeah, he Fuck hated you. Rick Astley so much that he almost murdered a human being. That's bullshit. That song was huge in the 80s. <laughs> well, uh, one movie that I'm looking forward to, Troy, is the sequel to the Lego movie. Mm. Is this the other one that you have, Troy? No. Uh, the Lego movie put out their trailer for Lego Movie 2, colon, the second one. <laughs> Great. That's what the... Great. <laughs> I'm on board already. I've but, never seen it, but I'm on board. Okay, so you haven't seen it, so it's like... From what they uh, build up in the trailer, it's pretty much 
like uh it's a dystopian future after the events of taco tuesday (laughs) where like all of like the little sisters legos have taken over and like like destroyed the world and it's just like random stuff from there Uh so uh but I don't know, the, the, like, the small jokes I have in this already, I was already laughing at, <laughs> and I, I can't wait already. Awesome. I fucking, like, for people that don't know, the Lego movie was my favorite movie of the year it came out. Yeah. And uh, it looks like they're kind of staying true to the the humor from that. Good. I've enjoyed the Lego movies so far. I've, they've been surprising to yeah. me. Yeah. Like, I wasn't, like, huge on Lego Batman. I still liked it, and I didn't see the Ninjago one. I, no, I, I don't care. See, yeah. But, like... Overall, though, they've gotten pretty good critical praise, and yeah. I'm like, I'm pretty taken back. I'm like, surprised. Yeah. yeah. That like, I'm like, really? <laughs> there's like a really good joke in the trailer here where, like, uh, they're being chased by somebody, and they're like, how can they predict our every movement? And, and like, Emmett's like, I don't know! And they show, they show him using his blinker <laughs> when he turns. <laughs> <laughs> it's just like stupid shit like that. He's like, like... Like, uh, they pretty much play out, like, the exact same uh, scene from the first one in the beginning, but it's, like, a dystopian. So he's like, uh-huh. hello, giant mechanical robots. Hello, dumpster babies. And they're just like... <laughs> <laughs> it's like... Oh, man. Oh, it's so Great. good. Awesome. I love it. <laughs> so, yeah, Lego Movie 2. Cannot wait. Great. Uh, the other one, uh, Peter Jackson's Mortal Engines put out a new trailer. Oh, okay. And, uh, I don't know, it looks very CG, but, like, the CG doesn't look too bad. Okay. Like... Does it, like, give you anything else from what that teaser we saw, like, forever ago? Uh, it... They, uh, kind of develop a little bit of a plot where it's, like, London is being run by, like, this, like, weird dictator where, like... Like it's in a it's in a future where like all cities are on wheels for some reason. <laughs> okay. And uh Kay. London is London is being led by like this weird dictator that's like about to find a weapon that can blow up a city with like a single shot. Okay. So I don't know. Like it, it it's a weird premise, but like the the CG it like it looks like completely CG. Right. But I mean the little bit that I saw, like it looks pretty decent it looks fun from that yeah. teaser i'll maybe i'll check out the trailer see what's going on but i so i was interested in this when i saw it um whenever the teaser came out like months ago yeah like it, it's a it's definitely different and i think that's what i that's what's kind of drawing me to it like yeah, it's, it's me too yeah it's totally out there complete, and i think that's like, the one thing that i'm looking the most forward to complete independent idea yeah like a total different like it's not a franchise Yet, I guess, yeah. but it's yeah something different. Mm-hmm. And uh, the next trailer that I saw, there's so many fucking trailers. <laughs> uh, the trailer for Matthew McConaughey's new film, White Boy Rick, okay, uh, came out where he plays the father of a 15 year old that became. This is based on a true story. Okay, like Matthew McConaughey plays the father of a 15 year old that uh, pretty much became like a hustler and a drug dealer, and then. In the end, becomes a FBI informant, mm-hmm. all while he's still like 15, 16 years old. Oh shit! <laughs> Jesus. Okay. So, yeah, like it looks like it looks like a like a, a rise and fall story, but through the eyes of like a sixteen year old kid. Oh, interesting. Yeah. Okay. And it's based on a true story. Like, I guess this kid like got like he only got like two years in prison, mm-hmm. and like I think he's still like 
I don't know if he's in witness protection or something, but like it's still like a very apparent thing where it's like I think he's like in his thirties now, and it's like, yeah, I could I people could have a hit on me, and I don't even know because it's <laughs> like he fucked over a lot of people in this thing. Oh, shit, intense. So yeah, there you go. All right, and uh, there's another trailer for Wreck It Ralph two. Okay, did you see this one, Troy? No. Which one? I don't even know which one you saw. I'm curious now. <laughs> But uh, Wreck-It Ralph 2 put out a new trailer, uh-huh. and this one, uh, they seem to do a thing where they go to like the website of Disney, okay. and they just go hog wild with it because it's a Disney franchise, sure. which makes it look like super fun. Like I guess okay. there's like a scene where like uh, uh, Sarah Silverman's character just goes into a room full of Disney princesses. Oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> like, that looks cool. Like they even like have a scene where like uh, Cinderella like breaks her like breaks her glass slipper and like holds like a shank to her throat and stuff. Like, <laughs> All right, I love that. Like, okay, yeah, like it looks like it's gonna be fun. Good. All right. Yeah. Sweet. Like Wreck-It Ralph like breaks into like uh, the Star Wars into like the into like the Disney website and then stormtroopers are look, looking for him. Uh huh. And there's just like a bunch of like Disney characters like roaming oh, around and shit. I love it. All so, right, cool. Yeah, so it looks like Good. fun. Like it looks like like they're gonna go hog wild with it. Great. So they go Wreck It Ralph, two, and uh, there's a new film by Steve McQueen. Okay. Called Widows. This is the guy that did uh, Twelve Years a Slave. Uh huh. And it looks interesting. Uh, it's like about a bunch of women who. Uh, are married to a bunch of bank robbers. Okay. And they all die on one job. Okay. And uh, because they're all dead, and because they're on a job where they have to, like, pay back the guy, like, they owe money to, that they decide to do the job. Okay. So it's, it's like all these women decide to rob a bank. Okay. And, like, the scenes they played out in it look, like, look really interesting. And there's, like, really good actresses in it, too. Like, um... Ah oh, shit! Who was the <laughs> the woman that played uh, in Suicide Squad? Like the main chick in that? Margot Robbie? No, uh, <laughs> uh, the black chick. Oh, um, fuck! I don't remember her real name. Yeah, but she seems but like yeah. she's like the main character in it, and she it looks like she fucking kicks ass in it. Okay, and then uh, Daniel Kaluuya from uh, Get Out seems like he's like the main villain mm-hmm. and there's like scenes they play out in it where it looks like he's just like torturing the fuck out of dudes and it looks cool yeah Sounds like, it, like an interesting premise yeah like i want to see i want to see it and like 12 years of slave is good i never ended up seeing 12 years of slave it's good but it, it's still like it's like a slave movie so yeah. it's just like i, I get it <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> and uh yeah that's all i got i do have one more then all right Oh, the Spider-Man one. Yeah, That's the Spider-Man one. Shit. That's what Got it is. It. Uh, they actually put a full-length trailer out for Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse from Sony Pictures Animation. Yeah. Um, I'm put out there right now. I'm a big fan of this animation style. It looks really cool. It's It feels... It's all CG. Yeah. But it makes it feel kind of like a stop-motion that's what I thought too, and I was like, I really like this. Yeah, like there's some scenes where like it looks like stop motion. There's other scenes where it looks like actual like comic book panels. And then at the same time, like there's um, it looks like real life. Like yeah. some of the cars 
Like, there's a scene where he's, like, clinging onto, like, a taxi or whatever, and it's in a weird perspective shot, but, like, the taxi looks, like, real, and you can mm -hmm. see, like, dew or mist on it and everything, but at the same time, Spider-Man is moving and it's, like, jerky, like, kind of, like, uh, stop-motion action. Yeah. I'm like, I really like the way this looks a lot. Yeah, it's really interesting. For, like, having no faith in what Sony does with the Spider-Man <laughs> thing by itself, this looks really interesting. Yeah, I was I was blown away by it, too, because I was going into it being like, okay, this is going to be some fun. Yeah. This is going to be, like, some shit where it's, like, Sony's being like, we still got Spider-Man. Right. But, like, it looks like whoever made this actually put, like, real work into it. It looks really cool. Yeah, and they're going fucking whole hog in this shit, too, because, like, so... There was a story in the books for, like, two years ago, three years ago now, called Spider-Verse. Yeah. And it's, I don't know, I haven't read it yet, but it's a whole thing where, like, pretty much every single, like, alternate dimension has a Spider-Man in it. And they all coalesce into one universe where they have to fight a big evil. Yeah. Or whatever. That's what it looks like this kind of is. Yeah. Where, like... The main character is the Miles Morales Spider-Man. Yeah. But he meets the Peter Parker Spider-Man. Yeah, and he, but he's, like, middle-aged almost. Yeah, he's, like... I think they did it to more, like, drastically increase, like, the age between, like, Miles Morales, who's a teen, and, like, Peter Parker, who's, like, maybe close to 30. Yeah, like, it looks like he, like, it looks like he might be, like, in his mid-30s almost. Um, And he's voiced by Jake Johnson. Okay, yeah, I know he sounded familiar. I'm not, I'm not sold on the voice actor yet. I like Jake yeah. Johnson, but I'm like, I don't ever picture him as Spider-Man. Yeah, but maybe it'll grow on me. And then at the end of the trailer, they also have Gwen or uh, Spider Gwen in it, yeah. who's a recent like creation in the yeah. last five years or so. Yeah, who really struck it big. Came, she came out of that Spider Verse event. Okay. in the comics. Because they had like a thousand different universes, and this is the one where Gwen Stacy gets bit by the spider instead of Peter Parker. Oh shit! And so I only have hopes that they put the spectacular Spider Ham, where there's a pig character that becomes Spider Man in this. So they legit do Spider Pig from the Simpsons movie. <laughs> almost, it's all oh, pretty much almost. It's like a, it's in a universe where there's anthropomorphic animals and. A pig gets bit by oh a my spider. God, animal farm? Almost. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> almost. And it's the spectacular spider ham. So a communist pig. Yeah. <laughs> and then, uh, but I mean, I'm into it. Like, yeah. I don't know where it's the story they're trying to tell, but I, I like it a lot. Yeah, I'm there's a lot it. of like, I don't even, can't even tell what the villain is. Like, it looks like there's like a giant gargoyle at one point. I think, I, I can't tell, but I think that might be the Green Goblin. Really? In some in the ultimate universe okay, just stick with me for a second. In <laughs> the alert. ultimate universe that they had from like two thousand to like two thousand and ten, the Green Goblin that was more of like a Hulk kind of thing. Okay. Where he tried to recreate what gave Spider Man his powers and like try Norman Osborne injected himself with whatever chemical they were creating on these or spiders or whatever. Yeah. And it turned him into like this goblin esque creature where he could like he was like more of like hulkish. Oh. And gotcha. he could like actually shoot fire from his hands and shit. Oh, okay. But I don't know because he also has like wings and shit in it too, so I don't know yeah. really what they're doing yeah. in that. But anyway, I'm on board. I'm I can't curious. Wait to yeah. See it. I kinda wanna see it. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. That's that should be all the trailers. That's, that's for God's sake. I um, almost want to go back and see how many of the works. I didn't even count. There was, 
legit like Hollywood took a big trailer shit this week. There must have been nothing going was on like, or something. Was there a convention that I didn't hear about? Like why the fuck is so many coming out? And I think the Halloween trailer comes out tomorrow even. I think so. Either tomorrow or Friday. Yeah, so yeah. it's like Jesus Christ. Yeah. It's like everyone's just kind of like rushing to get their trailer out this week. I know Apple has a tech conference. <laughs> I don't think that's a, <laughs> I don't think that's why. <laughs> I'm not ruling anything out. <laughs> I'm not saying, but I'm saying. <laughs> well, I think that brings us to the Tournament of Random Movies That's 3. right. I got so into these trailers, I almost forgot to bring up why we're here. <laughs> yeah, not for, for Tombstone. Not we're here for, for Tombstone. The we're here for the tourney. <laughs> we're, well, we're here because of a tourney, but we need to talk about another tourney. The tourney that's going on right now. Tournament of Random Movies 3. We had Aladdin versus Big Mama's House. This is the biggest landslide of a victory, <laughs> victory I've ever seen in my entire life. Big Mama's house did not get one vote, which means Aladdin moves on in the tournament random movies three unanimously. Unan, it was hasn't that's on this hasn't happened. Not yet. even close. It happened with uh with uh, uh Enter the Dragon, but there was like only like five votes. Oh really? Yeah, this was oh. eleven votes, all of them for Aladdin. <laughs> That's amazing, because I, I, I voted pretty early for this. Obviously, I voted for Aladdin. If yeah. you couldn't tell from the last show, where I really <laughs> tipped my opinion towards the one direction. But Even uh, then, yeah, you voted for Big Mama's House, they didn't get one? <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I voted early, and I was like one of the first few votes in it. And then it was still at 100%. I'm like, oh my god, this is so funny. And I'm like, what poor soul would ever vote for Big Mama's House? <laughs> None. None. <laughs> Not one single person voted for Big Mama's house. I love it. I so there you go. Aladdin it. moving on in the Terminal Random movies along with The Shape of Water. Okay. So we're moving right along. Shaping up pretty good so far. So far. So far. But we'll see Okay. as we throw in two more films, the Terminal Random movies, for this week's matchup. And this one's interesting because... I'm kind of torn on this one for different reasons. Okay. So we'll see. Give it to me. Uh, the first film is like the breakout for two pretty big Hollywood names. Okay. And the other one is a film that stars, uh, prominently stars, a professional um, wrestler. Oh, okay. So uh, let's see if you can guess based off the taglines, Troy. Give me the tags. All right, the first one from 1997. Okay. Some people can never believe in themselves until someone believes in them. Huh. 1997, the big the big break for two well-known Hollywood names. In 97. That tagline is not helping me at all. It does not. It's very vague. So... I'm going to guess I know what's wrong. I'm going to say Angels in the Outfield. Nope, Troy. It is the big break for Ben Affleck and Matt Damon in their first uh, film, okay. Good Will Hunting. Okay. Terribly wrong. <laughs> Angels in the Outfield. Joseph Gordon-Levitt's in that, though. Yeah. Um. <laughs> Danny Glover? That that was his big break, not Lethal Weapon? Yeah. Uh... <laughs> The kid who was with JGL. Mm. Whatever happened to him? Yeah, he went on to do some pretty big things. <laughs> uh, 
The next one, the oh, one that prominently stars a professional wrestler. Okay. From 1993. Okay. He's big, he's bad, and he's babysitting. He doesn't stand a chance. Is it a kindergarten cop? No. It is the Hulk Hogan classic Mr. Nanny. Fuck. Okay. (laughs) I totally fucked that up. I knew it wasn't (laughs) kindergarten cop, and I was thinking of a Hulk Hogan film, and then I just said an Arnold Schwarzenegger (laughs) film. I'm a fucking idiot. God damn it. So there you go. Goodwill Hunting versus Mr. Nanny. God damn it. (laughs) Ah, I'm not even drunk. <laughs> what is happening with my life? God damn it. Chelsea, you have to clean up my corpse tonight. I'm killing myself. <laughs> I, I really hope she doesn't hear this. Uh, so there you go, that'd Troy. That's a terrible way to go. I'm just <laughs> guessing just, a shitty movie. I, yeah, I said kindergarten cop. <laughs> Fucking kill me. <laughs> God damn. Anyway, so there you go, Troy. So what's what's your pick? Goodwill Hunting and Mr. Manny. Um, I've seen Goodwill Hunting once, but I've never seen Mr. Nanny. I've never seen a Hulk Hogan film. Really? Right. I don't know. Like I, I really like Goodwill Hunting. I like I saw I it not saw too long. Way young. I, I saw remember. it not too long ago, and I thought it was really fucking good. Okay. And I, I just want to watch Mr. Nanny and talk about it because it's fucking Mr. Nanny. Mm-hmm. And it, it's god-awful terrible. Like, that's the movie where a guy throws a dog into a river for no reason. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, I don't know. I'm torn. I, don't, I can't even say w- what I would vote for, to be honest. I, th- uh, I think at this point I'm leaning in one direction. But at the time, I might flip a coin on my vote. Gotcha. Yeah. Get out of here, you it's a tough fly. one. Jesus. So there you go. Goodwill Hunting versus Mister Nanny. We'll have the results next week. Okay. As long as well as another matchup for the Terminator Random Movies three. Great. Can't wait. But but that's that's next week. That's this nice week, week we're talking about Terminator Random Movies two. That's right. The big winner. The big W. The big old W. Okay. We're talking about Tombstone. Tombstone. Dropping in America's lap, December 24th, 1993. Christmas release. That's right. Holiday 93 release. Hey, bring the kids. (laughs) With a budget of $25 million, it domestically made double that at $56.5 million. That's a good good old chunk of change there. Worldwide wasn't released it was only a domestic release in 93 okay so its total theatrical run was 56 and a half million dollars do you have an all-time um that uh, for a theatrical run that's it i don't have an all-time grossing gotcha i I that's probably good enough then i mean it's made it double that's probably making its money back i would think so in 93 probably yeah um Rotten Tomatoes has it at 73%. Okay. IMDb has it at 7.8 out of 10. Really? And needcoffee.com? What the fuck is that? Has it at four and a half cups. Out of what? Five? (laughs) Okay. (laughs) It's a thing that also reviews the movie as well as its DVD release. 
Hmm. Ironically, I don't even. This isn't ironic. I'm just gonna say, <laughs> it, isn't it? Isn't it ironic? Do you think? It's like rain <laughs> on your wedding day. We're going Alanis on this. Um, so it the movie they rated it four and a half cups, but the DVD they rated three cups. Uh oh, not a good DVD someone release. Someone askew there. I don't know. I didn't read into it because I didn't give a shit. <laughs> Was there some scenes that cut out from the theatrical? <laughs> I don't because there is a director's cut of this too. I don't mm. know which one they reviewed. Okay, the director's cut's only four minutes longer. Hmm. And I had the option to rent one or the other. Yeah. And I almost did the director's cut, but then I'm like, I wouldn't know the difference if from the theater, yeah. so it wouldn't make any difference yeah. on me. Anyway, I've got directical directic directic. What the fuck? Maybe I am drunk. I don't know what's going on. I have director news later on as we give him some facts here. Oh, yeah. I think I, I think I brought up some director facts when I uh, when we did the uh, right, trivia the for trivia. this. Um, this ranked number twenty in the movies released in nineteen ninety three. Wow. Okay. Um, and it reached only number three during its initial release in theaters. Really? Never broke the top. Th- it never broke three. Okay. What, um, what what came out when it, when this came out? When this came out. Mrs. Doubtfire was number one. Hello! <laughs> and uh, the Pelican Brief was number two. Oh, my. And then, so, those were number one and two for its first two weeks in its release. Okay. And then come January, yeah. Philadelphia came out. Oh, shit. And then... It, Denzel's just fucking this movie left <laughs> and right. When Philadelphia came out at number one... Only two weeks after its release, um, this movie dropped to number 12. Okay. So, like, it had, like, a quick high spot, and then the, in its third week, it dropped to number 12. I'm surprised Philadelphia was such a big hit, because, like, I I don't know. Like, maybe this is me being, like, small-minded, like, millennial or whatever, but I uh-huh. would think that, like, people would not be as open-minded to, like, uh, gay storylines and in film i think back then though it was like a risque type of thing yeah where it was like a gay man getting aids and it's like oh maybe i should go check this out or i don't know like how high it stayed and it's like i don't know if it like beat number 20 in 1993 i have no idea but i know philadelphia is like a big deal in tom hanks's career at least oh yeah like i watched philadelphia and like they it's like they like drop like the like they call him a maggot quite a bit, but minus the M. Not and maggot. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like there's like sometimes where they just drop words like whoa. Yeah, out that of nowhere. that word fucking hits me so <laughs> yeah. hard, and it's like really offensive. Yeah, and they say it like at least three or four times in Philadelphia, where it's like whoa. Man, I'm so actually I'm actually surprised I don't say it more to be honest. But <laughs> like uh, so like. Little tangent. I just read Sin City, the whole thing. Yeah. And they're, they dropped that word a few times in that series. Yeah. And it is jarring. <laughs> and, like, I don't, if if you guys watch our uh, My Imperious Rex show with Dave, uh, we just reviewed the whole thing. And, like, we just got to the part where they start dropping that word. Yeah. And Dave says it as, like, and it was just, you could see me cringe visibly. <laughs> When he says it, and I'm like, and I even say to him, that word is just as uncomfortable to hear out of your mouth than it was to read. Like, (laughs) 
Like, I just can't stand that word anymore. Um, anyway, this movie actually got two nominations for awards. Really? Uh, MTV Movie Awards. Best Kiss. <laughs> One of them is about as good. <laughs> MTV Best Male Performance yeah. and MTV Movie Award Most Desirable Male both go to Val Kilmer. Dying of tuberculosis, <laughs> Val Kilmer? That's right. He's the most desirable male in this movie, even though he looks like a gray asshole. From the first scene! <laughs> like, when I went back and when I went back and watched this, I was like, oh, yeah, he, he starts dying of tuberculosis like halfway through the movie. No, first scene! Yeah. He's dying of tuberculosis, yeah. and he's pale as fuck. Always sweating. Full, like, looks Sweaty sick. and pale. Yeah. And, like, near death the entire movie. Completely fuckable, though. To- would totally do him. <laughs> um, also, um, I'll bring it up because I already brought it up a little bit. But this movie also had directorial disputes. Yeah. Uh, the original director was fired from the film. Yeah. Uh, his name was uh, Kevin Jarre or Jar. Yeah. I don't know how to say his last name. Um, he was fired from the film, mm-hmm. and then they was given to another director, but. Kurt Russell since and like recently has come out and said that he directed most of the movie after he was fired and yeah. the new director that was put onto the film was mostly there to keep the peace between actors. Yeah. While Kurt Russell directed the rest <laughs> the remaining parts of the film. Yeah. Yeah, I remember reading that reading that and there it was it's insane. And he like goes uncredited as the director too. Right. Like, don't even like bring up yeah, yeah, he helped out. Right. Like I even like think I read a fact where uh, Stallone was making another movie, and he wanted the director of Tombstone because he liked Tombstone so much. Uh-huh. And it was like there was like this like thing where it's like, well, you know, he didn't really direct Tombstone. <laughs> 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 um, I didn't write the second director's name down because apparently it's not really important because apparently Kurt Russell. Did yeah, it's it. like Costamos or something. Something like that. Yeah. Something J. Something J or something P. Costamos. Yeah. Um, so what happened in Tombstone, JT? Uh, well, it's the true story. Yes. Of Wyatt Earp. Yes. As he is leaving his post as the sheriff of a small town in Wyoming to go Uh, to Kansas, Kansas to go to Tombstone, which I don't know what state Tombstone's in. I can't remember. The West. Yeah. In the West (laughs) Tombstone. And he goes to, uh. Build a new life for himself. No, a, a life free of uh, law. Law. He was bringing. a lawman. Yeah, he was a lawman. And now, now he, he just wants, wants he just a wants normal to, life. Yep, wants to be a normal man in Tombstone, full of opportunities and well-dressed sheriffs. Right. And uh, that's all turned upside down when the cowboys show up into town. Right. Or the, was it the Red Sash Gang or something. Yeah, they wear red sashes. They call themselves the Cowboys, which I thought was like an odd name. Yeah. Like a pretty generic name. But Yeah, but uh, yeah, the, the Cowboys come into town, and uh, it forces Wyatt Earp and his brother's hands, as well as his friend, mm-hmm. Doc Holliday, yep. to uh, try and dull out some of their own justice. Yes. And there you go. That's Tombstone, in a That's nutshell. Tombstone. Especially, um, especially the the big selling point of this is, of course, the famous 
showdown of the OK Corral, which was yes. an actual gunfight yes. in the Old West. And these are all real-life people. Like, yeah. It is pretty, it's based pretty much in real life, essentially. Yeah, it, it's, ba- it's based on true events. We'll talk later about how true we think it is <laughs> or how facts may have been skewed in certain ways. Sure. <laughs> um, yeah, that's that's pretty much the whole thing. I would say right off the bat that the tagline of this movie doesn't res- necessarily ring true to what the movie actually is. Yeah. Because once the tagline is reached, because the tagline is like, Wyatt Earp and family and friends go against these renegades in the Old West to a showdown at the OK Corral. And then there's an hour left of the movie. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's... like, this movie came out in 93, so I'm going to, like, forego, like, the whole non-spoiler spoiler thing mm-hmm. a little bit. But, like, there was more to this movie than I thought there was going to be. Yeah. Um. And I think it might have been to its, to my opinion, to a, a bit of its detriment. Yeah. They, they should have built more up to there, don't you think? Yeah, it, it's definitely like it was like, I don't know if they just wanted to stay true to what the actual events of the OK Corral was, because uh-huh. it felt like just such a, like a no, like a no, like a no like event. A nothing. Yeah, yeah. It like was. it was just like these guys, like a dude got drunk at, in Wyatt Earp's bar. They arrested him. His brothers were pissed. And then they spread rumors about how they were going to kill the Wyatts. And then they showed up to confront them. And then a, a gunfight happened. Yeah. And that's that's all the that's okay. It. It's that's, not a huge event. Yeah. Like, there's no, like, big buildup where it's, like, this big villain is, like, I'm going to see you at the okay corral. High noon. Yeah. It's like, nothing, nothing like, like that. Yeah. It's, like, fucking Kurt Russell, Sam Elliott, and freaking Bill Paxton yeah. are, like, this guy fucking said he's gonna kill us. Yeah. This guy's talking shit. Let's go to the OK Corral and go talk to him. Yeah. And, and then so- Doc Holliday with his big sweaty gross ass <laughs> is like, "Can I come?" Sure. Yeah. Come on. You go can ahead carry and carry the shotgun. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. Come along with us so you can wink at Thomas Hayden Church and then make him <laughs> fucking freak out and shoot at us. <laughs> and so, like, the gunfight there is nothing. Mm-mm. Like the the whole thing at the OK Corral is like. Just what we said, it's like, it feels like not like the finale of this whole story that should have been. Yeah. It was nothing. Yeah. And then there's an hour left of the movie. Yeah. And I'm like, what the fuck? Because, like, I, we were, this is what we talked about before, like, we started recording. It's like, we got to that part and we're like, oh shit, is this like the end? (laughs) And then I said, I paused it and saw that there was an hour left in the movie. I'm like, what the fuck? Where are they going to go from here? I mean, the story does progress from there. Yeah. But, like, so what I, my opinion is from watching the movie for the first time is that I think they really, I don't know, I think they tried to stay true to what the real life story was. Yeah. Instead of crafting, like, a dramatic narrative to really, like, be an engaging story to be invested in. I. Like, I, I, I agree with you, but I feel like they did craft some things, but in a way so that you're more sympathetic to, like, the main characters. Because there are yeah. some things that are done by some, like, 
protagonists in this <laughs> where it's like you're an asshole but they're like no but no it's fine because of this mm-hmm. like no it's not fine yeah like i feel like this movie is like it's it, it's like someone who was a really good friend of Wyatt Earp telling you the story and you're like oh what an asshole but then the movie's like no 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 but wait but this is a thing though so that means it's fine like no it's not fine <laughs> well, I know a descendant of Wyatt Earp is in this movie. Oh, it is. Yeah, he pl- like what? Like, he, ironically, his name is also Wyatt Earp because mm-hmm. he's like the fifth generation down from him, or something like yeah. that. He plays like just some character in this yeah. movie, not any like thing main. Mm-hmm. So, make I don't know if like the Earp family <laughs> had like some weird. Like contingent on what the story would have been. Yeah, cause I, like something tells me, like after watching this, is that like Wyatt Earp was kind of a piece of shit. Okay, I also <laughs> agree because like really any character in this is interchangeable. Yeah, because they're all pieces of shit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, granted, the cowboy gang are awful, and that's set up in the first scene where they break up this Mexican wedding and kill everybody, yeah. including the priest. My, my first note, I told you this, my first oh, yeah. note, oh, I, was, I, was, I was doing notes as I was watching this. I was watching this in bed, and I would, like, pause the movie on my phone, so I'd go to my notes <laughs> a- application on my phone and leave a note, and I left them all without any context, <laughs> just so I could go back and watch them when I'm not, like, kind of tired and be like, why don't... Oh, I typed that because of this. That's hilarious. <laughs> so my first note in my in my uh, tombstone random quotes thing is, "Well, boys, let's go fuck up a wedding." <laughs> That's what yeah. it is. They just yeah. They go to Mexico for no reason and just kill everybody. Yeah. In a wedding. <laughs> um, I th- to. I think that this scene was a great scene to introduce the bad guys of this. Yeah. And establish, like, how shitty they are. Especially Michael Bean's character. Oh, I know. And I, I like the dynamic. I wish they would have worked together more. I like the dynamic of Michael Bean and uh, Powers Booth's character. Yeah. Like, Powers Booth is just kind of, like, the Weasley, like, all, like taking so much joy in all the shit that he's causing. And then Michael Bean is just, like, kind of like the soft-spoken guy in the background being like, yeah, just fucking kill him. Yeah. It, that was like a very interesting relationship in that in that bad guy group. Yeah. Because Powers Booth, yeah, he's like the leader of this gang. Yeah. But at the same time, he's not the hardest of them. No. Like Michael it, Bean. Yeah. Is. Michael Bean is, and he's like he's like this badass gunslinger. Right. And he's just kind of like even even though like he doesn't take like the leadership role, like it almost kind of seems like Powers Booth is just like cool if we do this <laughs> like kind of yeah like, like he's kind of like the like the background leader of the of the whole group um so like powers <clears throat> booth plays a guy named curly curly bill and michael bean plays johnny ringo yeah and like anytime like michael bean like does something freaking powers booth is just like holy shit ringo <laughs> That was yeah. out of line, but I fucking loved it. I know, like that's the whole dynamic. Of I know, the thing. and I, like, so I, that's why I wish they worked together more because they, they don't show up that much together, right? Like, there's maybe two or three scenes where they're together, but when they are together, like it's interesting because Powers Booth is like so, or like Curly Curly Bill is like so outspoken that he seems like the leader, and then Johnny Ringo shows up, and then like Powers Booth almost kind of takes like a different dynamic where like he kind of operates 
to make sure that it's not against Johnny Ringo. Right. Where it's like, oh, that's actually really cool. Yeah. So, like, in the opening wedding scene, like, the whole cowboy gang come up on the wedding party that's coming out of the church, and they kill, like, all the members of the party except for the bride and groom. And then, um, because they had a few members of their gang die fro- by their hand. Yeah, that's all, all he does. He just rides up with his big gang and he's like, you killed two cowboys. And they just start firing at everybody. Right. <laughs> and so they kill pretty much everybody. And the priest comes out and is like, stop, 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 or whatever. This is madness. Blah, 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 blah. Yeah. And like nobody's touching the priest or like the women and children or anything yeah, like, like that. All the like, outspoken ones, they kind of leave for last. Like they just kind of like shuffle them off so they can kill everyone else. And then, then they like take their time on like the ones that spoke out. Right. They end up like making the groom come forward and like like kneel or whatever and so they shoot him in the knees so he like falls down to his knees and they just kill him and then they like take the bride to like probably rape her yeah like, like i couldn't tell like fucked up that was like fucking making me really uncomfortable yeah. like all that shit like makes me all uneasy now yeah but like i can't tell because they also like hear gunshots in the background when you don't see her yeah so i can't tell if they killed her but they are dragging her off back into the yeah. church yeah and then, so, like, all that's going on, and then they just, the cowboys sit down at the banquet for the yeah, like, wedding party. so, like, and then it's, like, done in such, like, a nonchalant way, too. It's like, all right, boys, let's eat. Yeah. And so, <laughs> like, like at, this does a, an amazing yeah. job setting up how big a piece of yeah. shit. And they're, like, surrounded are. by dead bodies, and they're just, like, eating this meal. Yeah. And then, fucking, the priest comes up and starts spouting something off in, yeah. like, uh, Spanish about, like, how the fucking revelations yeah, they do the yeah they do the revelations thing where it's like somebody's pale, gonna come horse, in a pale horse and it or whatever. was death and hell followed with it like, and then michael like, bean's just like shut the fuck up and kills yeah. him yeah and i'm like holy shit and then like <laughs> fucking curly bill's like holy shit ringo <laughs> like <laughs> man that was some tough shit that was badass <laughs> <laughs> exactly so like as uncomfortable that is to watch like it sets up these bad guys like in yeah. an amazing way. It was good. And also because I know I've never seen this movie before. Yeah. Like I didn't know that the cowboys were the bad guys. Yeah. Like they just kind of rode up on this wedding and I'm like, are, is this wedding? Like, are they the bad people? Yeah. Because cowboys in my mind ring true as like the good guys. Yeah. And so like, that's just the way America has conditioned me to think. I know. And so they they do this horrible thing, and you realize I'm like, oh, they they are definitely the bad guys. <laughs> and then but, from there on, it's like, oh shit! Like I like like the small uh like the small little vignette, like the history lesson they do at the beginning, where they mm-hmm. talk about like how like the Civil War is over, and now that's when people move to the West to try and make a new life for themselves. Right. And they they talk about like the Red Sash Gang or the the Red whatever, whatever gang, yeah, as like. Like the the earliest form of organized crime, uh-huh. and like I never like every time I think of organized crime, I think of like like Chicago and yeah, like, like fucking like Al Capone, Al Capone and shit like that. So it's like it's interesting to think of like the West was so wild at that time that like you could legit just ride into a town and take it over. Right. In the name of crime. Right. Like like organized crime had to like work in the shadows, but like. The Wild West was so fucked up where you could be like, 
we're fucking killing people now. All right. <laughs> you're dead. You're dead. You're dead. I'm shooting all of you people in the in broad daylight. Right. Well, where everyone can see. Right. And I don't give a shit because no one's going to do jack shit about it. Right. And that's that's what this kind of felt like where it's like they come in as like a crime syndicate riding into a town and just fucking annihilate people and steal what they want and mm-hmm. they can get away with it scot-free in right. broad daylight. Yeah. And it kind of sets up like that whole environment where it's like this place is kind of fucked up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um what's also fucked up. Okay, so like immediately after this, it jumps to uh actually Doc Holiday first. It's like the next scene where like he is in like some old saloon casino type thing. No, it it starts with Wyatt Earp. He, Are you sure? He rides, he rides into town on the train. That's what I remember. Are you sure it's not Doc Holiday next? No, because Doc Holiday's later. He's not that much. Anyway, let me just talk about Doc Holiday okay, for a second, okay. if I, if I may. Okay. Regardless if it's fucking canon in Fair the first enough. few minutes or not. Um. But yeah, because like, my next note is window reflections are 1800s photographs. Uh, okay, that makes sense. <laughs> uh, you're right, you're right. <laughs> we'll, we'll double back to that in just a second. So, like, Doc Holliday, played by Val Kilmer, I was not on board for for the first chunk of this. Because I'm like, what fucking accent is Val Kilmer doing here? I fucking loved Doc Holliday in this. See, I had to grow to like it. Yeah. But, like, I was not on board for it at first, and I knew he was supposed to be part of the good guys. Yeah. Just gauging by, the, like, the uh, synopsis of what I read on yeah. Amazon where yeah. I rented this. Mm-hmm. And so, like, he totally, like, shites this fucking guy at a poker game. I don't know if he cheated or not. It doesn't say if he did. Yeah. But he's kind of an asshole and then steals from the casino. <laughs> yeah. And then fucking leaves the place and like robs the place. Yeah. And then goes on to Tombstone. Yeah. Like and Doc I- Holliday, like he kind of, I don't know, like he's weird because he's like, he's on his last legs in terms of his life. Right. Because he has tuberculosis, and that's the reason why he moves to the West, is because, like, the dry climate is easier on him. To help his lungs or whatever. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah, he's interesting. Like, he's just, like, he always seems to be, like, he always says, like, the one thing that would piss the next guy off. Yeah. Like, he's an instigator. Yeah. 100%. He, 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 everything he says instigates. Uh-huh. Like, he, he. Like I, I didn't even like take like that game as like he was cheating. He was just like, fuck. It. He was just like saying things to get underneath the guy's skin while he was beating him at cards. Yeah. And then it just turned to a point where it's like, well, shit. Now they're gonna fucking kill us. I better fucking. Now I gotta. Now I gotta get out of here in like a, in like, a very like, violent style. And then while he was doing that, it's like, well, while I'm at it, I'm gonna take this money too. <laughs> and he just like leaves, like. I don't know. I fucking love Doc Holliday in this because it's just like he does does not give a fuck about anything else because he's I, you know he's gonna die pretty soon. Yeah. Well. Yeah. I I had to like grow to like him in this, but like I didn't like him right off the bat at all. Mm-hmm. But that goes with pretty much everybody in this movie. Where like even the the Earp brothers, like Wyatt Earp, uh, I think the Virgil other and uh, what's the other one? A uh, Bill Paxton's character, right? Yeah. Uh, Morgan. Morgan, yeah. Um, I really liked 
their dynamic, like as brothers and everything. Yeah. And they introduce them all at the train station where they take that old tiny photo <laughs> in just, the window or whatever. Oh my it is. god! Yeah, that 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 was a cheesy fucking scene where yeah. like even one of them was like pulling away. Like, no, just just stay here for a little bit. Yeah, let's just like, sit what here. What is this? <laughs> Why are you guys staring at a fucking window while you're all just standing there posing? <laughs> like, oh, this, is, this is nice. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you guys. <laughs> but um, though the. Their relationship as brothers, I thought, was really good. I really liked mm-hmm. that. Um, and they all had, like, different dynamics, too. Like, mm-hmm. Virgil was definitely, like... Like, I liked Sam Elliott's... Like, Sam Elliott as Virgil in this a lot. Because he kind of strikes me as, like, the like the typical old sheriff in the West, where he always does the right thing. Right. And that was, like, the role I thought it was going to give more to, like, Kurt Russell and Wyatt Earp. Yeah. And it wasn't. It was, like, Virgil. And maybe he was, like, the older brother that, like, then Wyatt Earp, like, strives to be, like, that kind of mindset. But mm-hmm. that's not really true, because he's still on his own kind of thing yeah. through the whole movie. Yeah. And, like, Virgil doesn't die in this. Like No. No. But so... And then, like, Bill Paxton, like, not a lot happens with him. He's just kind of, like, a brother that kind of, like, joint. He's, like... I think more... Like, I even, like, left the note, Morgan is a dense bitch. <laughs> like... <laughs> There's some lines that he drops in this where I'm like, what the fuck, dude? And I think that might have been like a Bill Paxton like ad lib that uh, yeah. just kept in the movie. I know. Like Bill Paxton is a really good job of that. Where like, I love Bill Paxton characters sometimes because like he'll have characters where they're just like they just say the most dense bullshit things. Like there's one scene in here where uh oh, fuck somebody says a line about suffering and like fucking bill paxton like chimes in he's like yeah we'll be suffering suffering from all the money we'll be having <laughs> yeah where i'm yeah. like shut the fuck up morgan <laughs> you fucking dense <laughs> bitch something along the same lines of that too where it's like <laughs> the only thing i'm hurting from is a hangover right boys that's right that's the, that's the line <laughs> yeah that's the line it's just like yeah because yeah because uh, complete ad lib yeah because john locke shows up as the mayor yeah john locke and he's like lost. we got We've got some people suffering here. You should really help out. And then he leaves. And then, like, Bill Paxton chimes like, yeah, we'll be suffering. Suffering from a hangover, right? That's that's the worst thing to say, right? Like, you have this guy, like, like, fucking, like, bearing his soul to you, like, asking for help. And you're just this fucking dense asshole. Like, yeah, we're going to be drunk tomorrow. (laughs) The only reason I think I completely think that is an ad lib because that is the last line of the scene and then it just jump cuts <laughs> to something else <laughs> i know and then he and then he keeps having these dumb scenes where he's like hey you hear these things about people talking about seeing a light when they die what do you think about that wyatt you think you see a light when you die <laughs> like he's just like asking these dumb questions like shut the fuck up morgan <laughs> i've been reading this book why <laughs> It's super spiritual. And the yeah. whole time, like, Kurt Russell's like, ah, oh, shit, I don't know about yeah. this. He just strikes me as, like, that brother where he's just like, yeah, shut sure, whatever. Up. Just shut up, Morgan, <laughs> you fucking idiot. So, this is a star-studded cast, especially for so 1993. So many. Holy I got IMDb up right now. So, we got the three bro- the Ert brothers. We got Kurt Russell, Val, yeah. uh, not Val Kilmer, Kurt Russell, Sam Elliott, and Bill Paxton. We got Val Kilmer as Doc Holliday. Yeah. Powers Booth as Curly Curly Bill. Yeah. 
Uh, Michael Bean. Yep. Probably big in 93 after Terminator 2. Fuck yeah. Uh, uh, as Johnny Ringo. Charlton Heston shows up in this. As some random guy that lets Val Kilmer sleep on his bed. Henry Hooker. <laughs> he's in this movie for like a minute. <laughs> Jason Priestley. Oh, I want to talk about Jason Priestley. <laughs> Stephen Lang is in this. Thomas Hayden Church. Uh, Michael to... Rooker. Harry Carey Jr. <laughs> <laughs> Billy Bob Thornton. Oh, Billy Bob Thornton. Holy shit. I want to talk about him, too. Um, Billy Zane. <laughs> the actual, like, Wyatt Earp. The, like, yeah. descendant of Wyatt Earp. Yeah. Uh, fuck. There's I'm more people think, in there's this. There's a shit ton of people. Terry O'Quinn, who's John John Locke. John Locke. <laughs> there's more people I saw in this too, but now I can't. Uh, they're not coming up. They must have been like way down the list and shit like that. But anyway, star studded. There's yeah. people all over the shit place. Ton, yeah, there's a shit ton of stars in this. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was pretty cool to see, like especially because like. In 93, some of them, like, who we know now are, like, having, like, a revitalization of their career. Yeah. And it's like, oh, shit, he's in this? Cool. Yeah, like, especially Terry O'Quinn from, like, John Locke. And now like, I see him in, like, TV shit all the time now. And then, right. like, seeing him in this where it's like, you were, like, you were actually getting work in 93. That's fucking cool. Right. right. Even, like, Michael Rooker, like, has, like, hardly any role in it. Like, he's a small yeah. role he's in He's kind of like a, he's like a, like. Just, like, a random dude for Wyatt Earp that, like, kind of backs him up at the end. Right. But now he's, like, had this revitalization as, like, Merle and Yondu. And yeah. now he's, like, this big fucking deal. No shit. Yeah. And he's just not... had a small role in this, which was really cool. Mm-hmm. Even to see, like, people that were on the top of their game then. Yeah. Like, Val Kilmer was, like, hot back then. Oh, my God. Val Kilmer was, like, getting a shit ton of work back here. Right. He, like, got uh, a Batman role out of this. Yeah. <laughs> fucking... <laughs> Kurt Russell was in this, and then he, like, took a dip, and now he's hot again. Yeah. Fucking uh, Bill Paxton, R.I.P. Hell yeah. Um, Sam Elliott, amazing in everything. Oh, dude. Like, he should just only make westerns. Sam Elliott is amazing. Nope. Sam Elliott's the Jesus fucking shit, Christ. man. I haven't seen Powers Booth in a lot of things, but, like, he was ho- probably bigger back then. Powers Booth was then. badass, dude. Like, uh, And Michael Bean was big back then. Yeah, Powers Booth is really fucking good. You ever see uh, the movie Frailty... The one movie that Bill Paxton directed, actually. Oh my goodness! Uh, it's really fucking good. Okay. We should actually, if we ever find like a time, because I know we're talking about doing a horror movies in uh, October. We should, I should dig up Frailty. Okay. I fucking love Frailty. Good deal. Good. Deal. Have you ever seen Frailty? I don't think so. <sighs> it's got a really, it's got a sweet ass fucking uh, twist ending that I'm I into think it. you'll like. I'm into it. Anyway, Tombstone. But Tombstone. But yeah, yeah, no, fucking Bill Paxton, like Powers Booth is really fucking good. Just, yeah, a really fucking good cast. Yeah, solid cast. What? Uh, let's go on with your notes, because okay. you're making them chronologically, so, yeah. you can get us through this movie. So, uh, yeah, my next note is, just in case you didn't think the sheriff was enough of a putz, he's also head of the anti-Chinaman League. <laughs> Like, so they're really playing it close to the chest yeah. with real life old west things. <laughs> this sheriff is a fucking douche. He's Such a, a yeah, he's yeah. a douche. Yeah. Like he even like wears like his badge has like some weird like ornamental shit on it too. Right, right. Because they, they play up where like Tombstone, I guess, was a town where they were like they had some weird connection to like French fashion. 
Like they okay. brought that up in the beginning, yeah, so it's they like did. they're like super fashionable too. Where it's like, yes, we have the finest fashion in the world here. It like okay, so like Tombstone got big in in history because there was like a, a silver mine or something. They found silver nearby. Yep. So it was like a mining community that really blossomed. Yeah. And because of like the precious metal or whatever, they could afford like like expensive things to come in and so they could buy like French suits and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. So everyone's kind of hoity toity mm-hmm. mm-hmm. or whatever. Except for the cowboys who come in and they're just in their wool fucking shit and like red scarves yeah. or whatever. Yep. But anyway, that's like the abridged history of Tombstone. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, no, the but, fucking the oh, mayor yeah. like the sheriff in this is just a total piece of shit. Yeah, so but the sheriff is also like um he's not like the town sheriff. He's like the Ah, he's like a, almost like a government type of person because he doesn't, they always make, they make shit about him in this movie because he's like, not really about the town. He's about like, like almost like a, like the state or the district or whatever. He's like a government boy. He's the town sheriff because like the, anytime one of the, one of the Earps takes over, they become U.S. Marshals. Okay. But he's like the sheriff of the actual town. Because Terry O'Quinn is always like going to the herbs being like, this sheriff doesn't give a fuck. You guys need to help. Yeah, I suppose you're right. I can't remember what the, like, they made shit out of him about. Like, he's not really in for it for the town. He's in for it for himself or something like that. Yeah, because he just, like, he he's takes like him a- on a tour of the town and he's just like, yeah, this place is failing. Who cares? And then <laughs> and that's when Wyatt does that fucking awesome scene with Billy Bob Thornton. Yeah, oh my god. A very chunky billy bob oh, dude. thornton i i have a note on billy bob thornton <laughs> my next note after the one billy bob thornton as the abrasive wuss is my favorite character so far and then i put a quote or i'll blow you up that cat's ass <laughs> oh yeah i that was amazing that yeah. was a really good scene though. yeah why yeah dude fucking kurt russell's wyatt earp is badass in this because yeah. like anytime he just confronts people like he gets in their face and he's so like abrasive about it where it's like he just calls people out on their on their on their bullshit and right. it's so good yeah like especially the billy bob thornton role where like billy bob thornton is just like like threatening people left and right like do this or i'll fucking blow a blow a fucking hole in your head or, right yeah, yeah like that that stuffed cat behind the dealer and it's like you better deal right this time or i'll blow up that cat's ass <laughs> <laughs> i lost it during that scene but yeah. like so then, like, Kurt Russell comes in and he just takes a shot of whiskey, and he's like, who's that guy? And he's like, oh, yeah, he's been here since, like, last week. Like, he just, he drives off all the customers. So then, like, Kurt Russell comes in, and he's like, pull that gun. Come on. Pull that gun or get the fuck out of here and shit right. like that. And, yeah. and like, Blue Ball Thornton's, like, pissing his pants. And he's right. like, who are you to talk to me like that? Right. And then Kurt Russell starts slapping him in the face. Like, slaps him over and over again. <laughs> <laughs> are you just gonna do something or are you just gonna stand there and bleed yeah. and I'm like what a fucking fuck tough yeah. line fuck yeah <laughs> and I was like god Fine damn it Kurt. slapping good line <laughs> that was a good fucking line yeah and then Billy Bob Thornton fucking runs out of their tail between his legs yep. getting thrown out by his fucking sh- collar yeah and then fucking wider has the best line he walks over to the bartender he's like so uh how about a 25% stake yeah. in this? And I was like, dealer oh, gets 25% cut, perfect. right? Perfect. Uh, I was like, Jesus So it's like, yeah, Christ. like, I love that shit because it's like, Wyatt Earp, like, goes into town and be like, I don't want any trouble. And then he starts trouble to start making money. Right. And it's, so it's like, 
Like, you kind of get, like, that weird, like, distinction where it's, like, are the Earps, like, good at starting trouble to make money? Or is it, like, are they just... And then, and is that why they're, like, constantly being, like, oh, I don't want to... I don't want trouble. But it's, like, but you started trouble to make money. Yeah. So what's like the fuck? A, it's, like, a weird thing. So, like, they... He was known as a lawman in Kansas or whatever. Mm-hmm. And he's, like, well-renowned like about... He's like, famous because con- yeah, people like, know who he is. Yeah. And so, like, he moves to Tombstone and everybody knows him. And so he comes in and people might not know his face, but they know his name. Yeah. And so, fucking... He comes up to Billy Bob Thornton... Knowing that he's a problem, he just comes up and he's like, well, I came to Tombstone with no home, no job, I'm going to go get a job. And he just is (laughs) like, you're the problem in this? Because he already knows that the Oriental Bar Casino is not doing well because of the one fucking guy. Yeah. So he kicks him out, makes shit out of him. He's like, well, I'll take his job and now I'm going to like fucking make money off this shit. Yeah. And then, so in retribution outside, Billy Bob Thornton's gonna blow him away. <laughs> he grabs a from shotgun. behind with a shotgun, and then is stopped by Doc Holliday. Right? Yeah, yep. And then he, the, the, Billy Bob finds out that he's Wyatt Earp, and he's like, "Yeah, you're Wyatt Earp." And he's like, "Yeah." So why don't you <laughs> drop your gun, boy? And then he gives the gun to like fucking uh, Virgil no, yeah. or whatever. He tries. No, I love this scene because he tries to hand. He hand tries to hand the shotgun to Wyatt Earp, and he makes it drop it on the floor. Right. <laughs> and then at the end of this whole confrontation, Billy Bob Thornton says, "Thank you." <laughs> <laughs> like what a bitch! And then walks away. Oh, you never dude. see him again in the I movie. Lo- that was like one of my favorite characters. Like he just comes off as such. Like, he comes off from being, like, so abrasive and in your face to being the biggest bitch of the whole movie, and I fucking loved it. Right. <laughs> so It's really good. <laughs> but now, coming from here, like, I thought every, uh, every part of the movie from here was very strong. Yeah. Anything after this, though, I felt that it was kind of weak. Yeah. Weaker than what it started with. Yeah. My main issue with this movie was, like, they didn't build dramatic tension with everything. And there's some things that, like, were included in this movie that really didn't have a payoff. So, like, all the brothers have wives. Yeah. And they're introduced, like, at the same time that all the brothers are introduced. But then one of them has, like, an ongoing plot line where she may be addicted to opium. And that is never paid off. It's except except at the end, at the very they, end, where like, they do like the end title things, where it's like, yeah, she died. Wyatt's wife died from an opium overdose, and it's like, oh, okay, but like they couldn't even they couldn't have been in this movie, and you wouldn't have noticed any difference. Oh yeah, here like legit like this is my next my next <laughs> note that I okay. put after the Billy Bob Thornton thing, new love interest. Better make sure the wife is a drug addicted bitch for no reason. <laughs> okay, so this when we were watching, it happens out of no because like the first time you meet her, like she's sweet. Yeah, like she's just like yeah, this is, this is my this is my wife Maddie. I yeah, love her. Right, and she like that. And then the minute he meets that fucking actress, right, like she it just starts taking opium for no reason, mm-hmm. and then it's just like you're never there. What what are you doing? Right. He's like, what? I'm just I'm here for you. I love you. I'm here trying to Go, make money. Get away. <laughs> yeah. It's like, what the fuck is happening now? <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
Listen, I don't think I'm in the wrong here. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to get you clean and make money, and you're just over yeah. here taking opium. Yeah. What are you doing? Like, even, like, he's not even trying that hard. He's like, you should really kick that stuff. What a wanna. All right. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> and there's also, a, a, like, so, like, I'm just going to go on with women representation in this movie for a little bit, Awful. Too. It's awful, right? <laughs> the Bechdel test fail. So bad. Like, the only... I mean, there might be one scene where the sisters are together where there's, like, that... Uh, they're all talking, and then the actress comes in, and then there's that, like, ambush on them where I don't think they're talking about their husbands. There's that one scene where, like, the wives are convincing Wyatt's wife to start using opium. Okay, so it may pass the Bechdel test yeah, for one for the, scene. For the terrible reason of, yeah, oh yeah, giving of her giving her a reason to do opium so why I can hate her later. Right. So like <sighs> that's terrible. Also, in the background of sir like one or two scenes, there's like a uh, women's suffragette movement of like equal pay, equal rights or something like that yeah. going on. Yeah. I don't know why they made a deliberate choice to show those things like one, two, or three times, but they stuck out to me like a sore thumb. And I'm like, that's not important in this movie. <laughs> that is... See, like, we love women. Right. I'm like... <laughs> I mean, if you're not going to treat women with respect, at least, like, just keep them out of the picture then. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm like I'm in the movie. Like, if you're not going to treat them with respect, then don't have them in it No, I get what you're saying. This is like... They're just like... Be like but no, we love women, see? Suffrage movement. Like, whatever. Like, it, really, it, it doesn't even happen for another, like, 40, 50 yeah, years. Yeah, exactly. It, so it's, it's like... Yeah, it's so bad. Because it's like, even, even like, the woman that they could have made a strong female character, they make her pine over Wyatt Earp, like, grossly. The, like, and every the, time she sees yeah. Wyatt, who oh is... Oh, my God, who is that oh my, drink of water? Oh, my God, who is that? I was like, <laughs> shut up. Yeah, like, what is happening is now? Is he really that hot? Yeah, what he's is just happening? Like, yeah, he's just like what? He's not. Doesn't look any different from anyone else in the fucking movie. <laughs> All right. And she's he's... like, she pulls him in a fucking carriage, and she's with Billy Zane, who's like the most gorgeous man alive, I guess. And <laughs> right. Billy Zane is just like, like, hold, like, got like, holding her like with his fucking arm out, and is like, oh my, why Earp? Oh my God, why Earp? Who is that? <laughs> Like, you're with Billy Zane. He's got the baby-faced right. looking... Right. What the fuck is happening? Also, with the Billy Zane character, like, they don't make a big deal about him, but he's, like, this the most beautiful man in the world or whatever. And on the cowboy side, there is, like, a gay character in this. They never come out and say it, but he's the gay one, right? Yeah. And so, like, they make, like, a kind of, like, a a small little deal about him being in love with Billy Zane like two or three times in this movie. Is it Jason Priestley? <laughs> I can't re- I don't know. If it I think Jason, it might be he's the young like Yeah, he's got like the bowler hat and shit. Like Jason Priestley's like a star fucker in this. Like anytime you have somewhat fame to your name, uh-huh. like he is all about you. Oh yeah. Like anytime like cuz like there's that scene where like he goes to Wyatt Earp's bar just to get his autograph. Oh, yeah, th- yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, yeah, and he's always talking about Billy Zane. Like, he fucking loves, loves Billy, Billy Zane. Zane. Even, okay, so, like, spoilers, Billy Zane dies in this, right? Yeah, Billy Zane, and he, like, yeah, he gets shot because uh, some cowboys rob his stagecoach and shoot him. And then Jason Priestley just throws a, a shit fit. Right, he's like, <laughs> holds his hand as, like, he's dead and, like, 
<laughs> leaves the Cowboys, and then that's never addressed again. Yeah. Like, well, I'll I'll get well, that's near the end. I'll I'll totally comment we'll on the end. Get to it later. Okay. Later, but like but, that's yeah. like a, also like another little plot thread that's like just included, but never has any payoff either. Yeah. And that's like what maybe it's like the the loss of the director at first. Like I don't know what has been reshot or what was like directed by who at at some point. Yeah, It felt really choppy at certain points at a lot of points. Yeah. I think. And I, I think it may be the inexperience of maybe Kurt Russell as a director trying to piece a movie together. Cause I don't know how much he did, but like, I don't think the movie has like as a whole, like a strong upswing of like a dramatic narrative for me to be like, I really want to see this. Yeah. Like there's a few hanging things here and there, but like, I really thought the movie was over at the okay corral. (laughs) Yeah. And then there's more to it where like, yeah, sure. Little things here and there lead up to like the end of the movie, but like they don't have any real dramatic payoff. Like they should, they need to build up to more things here. Where, like, even if they just fudge the events of, of something yeah. to make it more of, like, a big deal and denouement and, like, a big crescendo mm-hmm. of something, the movie never has that. Yeah, no, I was I was on board with this movie, and then even past the OK Corral, because they even do, like, some shit where uh, the OK Corral happens, and then, like, shit happens with... Uh, Wyatt Earp's brothers mm-hmm. where that, that kind of builds up tension and then you yeah. get to the point where like Wyatt Earp gets revenge with when he fucking is just like nailing fucking cowboys and shit and he's like and then you have the fucking scene where he's like like you tell him I'm coming and hell's coming with me and you're just right. like fuck yeah, yeah let's get into this shit fuck yeah, yeah. and then from there it just kind of turns into like this weird montage where it's like oh you just showed me what you did then yeah like it's just like it's just like him and Michael Rooker and like two other dudes Home in the countryside, killing cowboys, and they even like bring up like the the main bad guys that you know, like uh, Powers Booth and and Michael Bean. Even they have like some lackluster deaths in this, where you're like, oh, so you just so you you rode through the countryside and you killed them. Yeah. The end. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I, I thought that was like one of the like I'm like you made me care about like how bad these are, and then yeah. they just are done like, like they yeah they build up the okay corral so much up and then it's like oh so that happened but oh but now he's gonna get revenge on everyone else right. and then it's like oh so that happened and then the movie ends. right so like okay so like this was like my another one of my issues is like so i said like everybody's an unlikable asshole in this yeah so the main disagreement at the end is like or i'm sorry like uh, between, like, the Earps and, like, the Cowboys. Like, granted, they're killing members of each other's gang or whatever. Yeah. But, like, at what point is one worse than the other? Yeah. Because, like, the the Earps, like, throw some one of the Cowboys in jail. And that, like, sets off the Cowboys where... Like uh, it was like a family. Her- it was like two families or something. I yeah, couldn't. Like, I couldn't put it together. It's like a. It's it is, but it's it's like a small family dispute that just keeps escalating. Yeah. And really, at one point, nobody is in the wrong, but nobody is right either. Yeah. And so like, the, it just keeps kind of building, but it really doesn't feel like it's building 
so like you can get behind anybody. Because mm-hmm. when it does get to that montage of just the Earps, or at least Wyatt Earp and yeah. friends, yeah. like just mowing down cowboys, I'm like, I don't feel good that you're just killing and murdering people. <laughs> yeah, like I love the, like the scene where like the dude's just at the opium den, and then it. He just happens to put a gun barrel in his mouth and wire pulls the trigger. I mean, it's a cool scene, but at the same time, like, did you just become like the Punisher? And even yeah. then, you're not as likable as the Punisher. Yeah. Like that guy, sure he's high in opium, but like, what did he really do? Like, he just blew his fucking head off. Yeah, like, like it almost turned into the Untouchables, where like it was just like, oh fuck, so like. You think these guys are going against the law, so now instead of actually trying to follow the law, you're just killing all of them. Mm-hmm. But then it's done in, in such a fast motion where it just kills so many people in such a fast time where you're like, you can't even digest that that's a thing. Right. Because The Untouchables is a full movie. They do The Untouchables in like 30 minutes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> it's like, uh. oh, fuck. So you just killed the entire gang already? <laughs> yeah. Jesus. Right. In a montage. Right. It's fucking nuts, man. Like, I, I don't, and I really can't get behind it because I'm like, at this point, White Earp, you're no better than these cowboy guys. The Earps are pretty fucked. They are. Because I love, uh, like, the, the thing that I like is that, like, when they first get to Tombstone, like you, they were given the idea that the Earps have never seen combat. Like they've all been lawmen, but they've all operated in the idea that, like, once you enter a situation, it's gonna take care of itself. Like you just pull your gun, and then they're like, "Oh shit, my bad," and they right. back off. And the OK Corral is the first time where they pulled their gun, and someone fired back, and then they had to kill everybody. Right. And it kind of fucks with them, but. In that same sense, like, they still win the situation being like, don't worry, we're going to take care of this. Right. So it's like, they're kind of naive going into it. Right. The only, like, only Wyatt has said, like, the only time he's ever had to draw his gun was one other time when he was a lawman, and he had to take the life of somebody. Yeah. And I was like, that's a pretty powerful moment. Yeah. But then again, like... It never resonates with any of the other brothers when they get to a shootout and they like kill people. Like there's no yeah, like there's like Morgan cushions. Like that. there's like a there's like a line that Morgan drops where he was like, yeah, you were right, Wyatt. It wasn't worth it. Yeah, because they talk about like, like, because like that that family comes back into town and they just they just ride in. Like you don't even get the idea from them that they're coming to kill the Earps. Right. They just ride into town. Like, acting, like, super badass, and then, like, townspeople, they don't even hear it from them, they hear it from townspeople being, like, you know, they're saying that they're gonna kill the, the Earps, like, just, like, random people from mm-hmm. the town are coming up, like, kind of gossiping, like, telling them that they're gonna kill them. Right. And then, like, wa- and then the, that's when, like, Virgil's, like, we gotta take care of this, and then Wyatt's, like, well, I'm not gonna let you go by yourselves, and then they yeah. all, all four of them go... And then it's almost kind of like Doc Holliday's the one that kind of initiates it because right. he kind of yeah because he winks at that guy that he said he was gonna kill and then mm-hmm. that guy freaks out and fires his gun that's what kind of like initiates and that's what all of the it whole yeah. Thing. yeah yeah but even, so like even though like after that whole thing like you said that Morgan has like like repercussions after that like he's still just like having fun playing pool yeah he's afterwards. a dense he's a dense asshole yeah. that's what I say <laughs> like, he's just dense <laughs> as fuck like he's just like. And then, like, what happened to Virgil's arm? Like, I mean, he got shot in it, and I'm like, if it's, like, in old-timey West, like, you either got shot in your arm, and it doesn't work, you have to chop it off. Like, it doesn't yeah, it doesn't make sense, because, like, he shows up, and, it, like, it, like, his arm is, like, fucked up. Because he walks in, and he's, like, 
he collapses, and then they like take him to like some saloon where like a doctor's working on him. He's like, he's not gonna be able to use that arm anymore. And they like zoom in on it, and it looks like fucking like scratches and shit on his arm. I, I don't where know. I'm like, what the fuck? Did you like run over with a wagon or some <laughs> shit? Like, what's up I, with his I, arm? I have no. It's never really shown. You just assume that he got shot in it. Yeah, but like, he's just, I, like I don't know. He's just like, like wincing on the couch, like, just get out of here, what? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I just chalked that up to old-timey yeah. medicines. Like, well, he got shot in it, so we got to lose the arm or he can never use it again. Like, yeah. that's what you had to and do And then, like, Morgan's then. super pissed, and then he goes and plays pool, and then he gets shot in the back. Right. With and, the most melodramatic shooting in the back I've ever seen. Yeah. He's just like, ah, ah, and he's just like... Like, throws his arms up in the air, like, platoon style, and he's right. just, like, fucking, like, collapsed <laughs> on the pool table, right. and there's, like, this big dramatic music, and it's like, yeah. my God, what is this movie turning into now? <laughs> like, yeah, but that's about as melodramatic as it ever gets. It's yeah. there, right there. Because, like, after that, it's, it's like, I don't know, like, it's pretty good where it's, like, they're trying to dig the the bullet out of his back. Right. And, like, why it's, like, holding him, like, soaked in blood and shit, and he's, like... Oh, that fucking cheesy ass fucking liner is like, what? I, I don't see the light. Right. I don't. I'm dying. And I don't see the light. And then he dies. And, and then like, oh. he dies with his eyes open, like yeah. everybody does like, in this oh, movie. For Christ's sake! They either die in like a gun, like a shitty gunfight, or they all die like mid sentence with their eyes open. And it's like, yeah. are you kidding me? Yeah. Uh, well, before we go on anymore, I want to talk. Go back and talk about the scene where. Uh, they're in the bar, and Michael Bean and uh, Powers Booth show up for the first time in the bar. Okay. And they're, like, talking shit, and then Michael Bean does his thing where, like, he twirls his guns and shit. Oh, and everyone's sure. like, yeah, yeah. oh, that was cool. That right, was really cool. Right. And then fucking uh, Doc Holliday just spins a cup on his finger, <laughs> and then, like, people just immediately realize how stupid that was, that right. he spun the guns and start laughing. Right. Where it's like, that's why I love Doc Holliday in right. this, where he's just like... He just shows the, like, obscurity of what was cool in the West uh-huh. to the point where it's, like, if like the things that made you cool make you look like a fucking idiot. Right. To where I, you're just like, well, I'm just going to walk out of here then. <laughs> right. I really like that, too, because, like, when Michael Bean started, like, doing his fancy gun spin and shit on his fingers and then holsters his gun, I'm just like, well, Doc Holliday is supposed to have pretty fast hands, right? Yeah. And then he starts... Like, he finishes his drink and just spins his mug on his finger. I'm yeah. like, I fucking love this. That is really <laughs> yeah. good. Make yeah. him just shit out of him. And I'm like, that's even better than fucking spinning your guns and exactly. shit. Exactly. Like, like, I fucking... Fuck you, you idiot. You look like an idiot yeah. spinning your gun on your finger. Like, yeah. you're not doing anything. I love Doc Holliday in this so much. Like, every line that he delivers is one better than the line that was, like, like mm-hmm. thrown against him. Uh-huh. Yeah, it was <laughs> like, good. Like that that was like I think the scene that actually like got me into his good graces. Yeah. Like I was slowly getting to there, but I'm like, that was really good. Yeah. I like what he's about. Like there's but even before that when they do the scene where like he uh takes that dude's money, like the guy's like, I fucking hate you. He's like well, why do you hate me? I thought we were friends. <laughs> yeah. I mean he's just yeah. like being like super nice to him and shit. And yeah. then like when the guy's like like look I'm your friend. I'm going to put my gun right here. And then the guy charges him and he just fucking knifes him in the fucking stomach. <laughs> yeah. Jesus Christ. Yeah. But no, I just, I like Doc Holliday just always plays like the cool character. And even despite the fact that he's dying the entire fucking movie, <laughs> like they even get to a point where like 
he's like legit bedridden because like the doctor says that 40% of his lungs are like useless. Right. And he can and, live two years yeah. or two days. Or yeah. Whatever. And he's like, well, just, just stop smoking, stop drinking and stop gambling. And he leaves. And then like Doc Holliday legit does all three of them right when he leaves. <laughs> yeah. Cause like his fucking French girlfriend comes over and puts a fucking cigarette in his mouth as he starts drinking. Right. So it's like, I fucking love Doc Holliday. The more you talk about him, the more I like him. But it's still like, as I was watching him, like, God, Val Kilmer just like like yeah. a sweaty gray asshole. Like he's I know, but but he, I love him because like he's even the one that that calls people out on their on their bullshit too. Because mm-hmm. even with a uh, Wyatt Earp, where like every time the girl comes in and he's like, Oh yeah, whatever. Yeah, you're not gonna you're not gonna leave your wife. Whatever, uh-huh. you're fine. <laughs> like he, he calls Wyatt on his shit, where he's like, Oh, I saw you eyeing that girl. And he's like, No. No, I, I'm not. I'm not ironer. I'm 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 strong like an oak or whatever. And then every time like the girl comes into the bar, and he's like, ah, oh, son of a bitch. Oh, he's like, hell. Yeah, he's like, oh, strong as an oak. I see. <laughs> and just like leaves. Like, God damn, I fucking love you, Doc Holliday. Right. He, I mean, he is the character that stirs the pot for sure. Oh yeah. But there are a lot of times where I'm like, oh God, you're fucking annoying sometimes. <laughs> but it goes both ways. It goes yeah. both ways. Uh, what other notes you got on that? Thing? Oh, let me see. We might have we jumped all over the place, so this might be off. Oh shit. Uh, let me see. Yeah, Doc Holliday playing with a cup makes him the coolest guy in the room. Uh-huh. Uh huh. John Locke is the mayor! Exclamation point. Uh, Morgan is a dense bitch. <laughs> uh, I have a random line where it says "Wider for such a badass" with a quote, "Or I'll turn your head into a canoe." <laughs> Uh, Stephen Lang is a bloated, drunken mess the whole movie. I feel like he should have died on multiple occasions in this film. <laughs> I don't remember. What was Stephen Lang doing? He what? was the, he was part of the, the family at the OK Corral. Like he's the, oh, he's the okay. drunk that gets put in jail. Right. Okay. Yeah. Like yeah. Every yeah, time yeah, they yeah. show him, he's just a drunk, bloated mess. Mm-hmm. And like they fire at him but he never dies like he keeps he keeps scurrying away and like gets away every time i felt like that happened a lot in this like um well except in the montage then it was like one shot kill but anytime before that especially at the okay corral like you had to get shot like nine times there's like so many guys in the okay corral where they're like holding their guts in as they're like firing like on the other side of their body like and I want to say right now the fight choreography in this and like the gunfight choreography is dog shit because like it's just a bunch of guys. It looks like they got drunk and filmed a scene where they're just like <laughs> flinging their guns everywhere. They're not like aiming towards anything. It's just like it. It looks like ridiculous. It doesn't look any good at all. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe I'm just spoiled from like John Wick and like Equilibrium and shit like that, <laughs> where it's just like gun foo or whatever. Yeah. But like this looks like unrefined, like not like unrefined to the point where they're like just regular dudes shooting guns. It just looks like they're just swinging guns around, yeah. just like firing into space. Oh, no, I, I I agree totally. Um, my next note is the ending felt like the director just stopped caring. Yeah. Which we brought up already. Yeah. Uh. Hot take, the Earps are a bunch of assholes. <laughs> I don't uh, think it's that hot of a take. I think I also <laughs> agree with it. Um, oh, here's one. The way Doc taunts Johnny Ringo after he shoots him in the head is a little morbid. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, he shoots Johnny Ringo in the... So, yeah, so at the end, there's, they, they have this whole buildup where Johnny Ringo challenges Wyatt Earp to a, to a duel. 
And then, like, Wyatt Earp is just kind of being like, he's way better than me. I don't know what to do. And, like, uh, Doc Holliday is, like, bedridden with tuberculosis. And he's like, like you got it. Don't worry. Whatever. And then they get to, a like, this guy with, like, a cowboy silhouette walks up. And Johnny Ringo's like, so you actually showed up. And then you hear Doc Holliday say, well, I'm your Huckleberry. And you're like, oh, shit. Doc mm-hmm. Holliday's going to fuck this dude up. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah. he shows up just, like, totally fucking, like, there's, like, blood coming out of his mouth and shit, like, tuberculosis uh, style. And yeah. he's just, like. <laughs> TB style. Yeah. Like, he's just, like, oh, fuck. So here we go. And then, like, fucking Doc Holliday doesn't even, like, duel him properly. He just, like, fucking pulls the gun out and just, like, fires, like, like into right his off head. off the hip. Yeah. Yeah, off the hip. And then, like, Johnny Ringo gets shot in the head and he just gets, like, this, like, uh, 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 yeah. and, like, fucking, like, walking towards, like, uh, Doc. And, like, Doc's just, like, kind of, like, doing like, this shuck and jive, like, in, in his face where it's, like, motherfucker is, like, having a hemorrhage. <laughs> like, you shot him in the head and you're just, <laughs> like, like body's taunting him. He shot his brain. Yeah. Like, you're, like, taunting him as he's, like, hemorrhaging from the head. And you're, right. like, oh, my God. Fuck you, Doc Holliday. Yeah. Yeah, it was a it was a bit much because like every other death is kind of just like you shoot him and a guy falls off a horse or whatever. Yeah, and it's like yep. this guy gets shot in the head and he has this extended death scene. And it's oh like, my god, Jesus yeah, Jesus Christ! And, and he's then, like, like it's like gross too. Like he's just like, <laughs> and it's like, oh my god, just die, dude! Right, and then like fucking Val Kilmer is like throwing salt in the wound. It's yeah, like, like he's just taunting gotcha, him. Gotcha, motherfucker. Whatever, <laughs> whatever he's doing. Or, and I'm like, Jesus Christ, this is morbid. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know she's the one if she wants to get room service? <laughs> That's Because they even do... Oh, my God. That fucking dumbass scene where, like, Wyatt Earp's wife is, like, bedridden, like, just, like, smoking the shit out of fucking opium. Uh-huh. And then he just, like, lays next to her and he's like, hey, we make it someday. Wouldn't it be great to get room service? Yeah. And she's like, room service? Don't be crazy. <laughs> and then he just, like, rolls over and just, like, upset. Aw. Yeah. <laughs> like... That's all what he wants in his fu- life. Yeah, is all he wants service. is to get room service. And his wife like, isn't hot having any you. of it. <laughs> so, like, when he gets his new wife, even though his... Like, this is... Okay, so, like, I haven't finished the movie yet when you showed up. And so I'm like... So he's kind of been sweet on this, whole, like, whole actress lady. And he hasn't really followed up on anything. Yeah. He just really talked to her. You can tell he's sweet on her or anything. But he's not going to do anything. Because he's the hero of the movie. He should probably treat his wife with respect. Yeah. No, he goes... Full on. Yep. Goes for the nope. actress. Fuck it. Just like leaves his wife in the dust. I'm like, what a fucking hero this guy is. <laughs> fucking wider piece of shit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and then it goes on to say like, they lived a happy 47 years together while his real wife died of opium. Yeah, died of <laughs> died of an opium overdose after leaving Tombstone where it's like, they even like kind of even like trying to make you feel better about, well, if it makes you feel better, she died right after she got on the train. <laughs> <laughs> so he's already a single man when he starts fucking her. Yeah, bullshit. That was like <laughs> nobody is redeeming in this. They're all yeah. pieces of shit. Yeah. Uh, the only I, one that I feel like <laughs> is redeeming whatsoever is Sam Elliott. Yeah. Like he's the only character. I'm like he had a moral code. He even put up that new like law, like list of laws in Tombstone where it's like don't fucking like bring you can't have your gun on the street yeah like you can own a gun that's fine you can holster it whatever at home yeah but while you're here 
Like, you can't, like, we're not gonna be doing any of that shit. Oh, no, yeah. Like, when they had that play that scene out, I was like, oh, shit, there'd be so many people pissed right now. Right, oh, yeah, it's like, yeah. you can't take my gun, Sam Elliott! <laughs> Which is weird, because it seems like Sam Elliott wouldn't be the guy to even, like, ever do that. <laughs> but, anyway, regardless, like, he is, like, also has the one with the moral code where it's, like, I don't think you, like, I should stand up for what's right. Yeah. I'm, like, protecting women and children in this town. Yeah. Like, Wyatt Earp is never like that. I know. He's like, I'm out to make a buck. Yeah, everything yeah, everything he does is done out of protest if it comes to, like, helping people. He's like, I'm just here to fucking make money. Yeah. And you're over here trying to help people. Fuck you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you fucking prick version. Yeah. What are you and doing? Like, oh, they killed my brother. I'm going to... I'm going to fucking heartlessly murder the rest of them then. <laughs> yeah, Virgil's not in the rest of the movie after that. Yeah, he gets shot in the ha- shot in the arm, and then he goes back home. Right. It's like, Jesus Christ, <laughs> fucking A. Uh, my next line after that is, all first dates should involve horny horses. <laughs> that calls back to uh, the first time they meet. Yeah. Where uh, what, uh, what the actress's horse is in heat. And Wyatt yeah. Earp's horse is horny AF and yeah. wants to bone. Yeah. And so they make the horses run it yeah. off. So let's run, make them run it off. And yeah. then they even have the scene where it's like they're on like a picnic blanket while the two horses are like nuzzling faces. Right. It's like, oh, shut the fuck I up. I really thought at that point, though, like the horses were like nuzzling or whatever. So it was like post-coitus. <laughs> so they did fuck? Yeah. And then they pan over and like they like it'd be like a scene where like Wyatt Earp stands up and zips up his pants. <laughs> <laughs> I really thought it was going to be that. And I'm like, Jesus oh Christ. God. Oh, shit. Um, there are some sick falling off horse stunts. Uh, yeah, there was like, there was like some where it's like people got shot off horses. And like, there was like one I remember in particular where like a guy gets shot off a horse and he like fucking falls onto the back of his head and then like falls into a lake <laughs> right afterwards. Oh, yeah, where it's like, yeah, yeah. Shit. Yeah. Like, during that whole montage scene, it's, like, people with quick deaths or whatever. Those those are pretty good. Yeah, like some of those, kind like, of action movie Yeah, like, they shit. just, like, fall off horses and then just, like, they take like some sick-ass falls off those horses. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, it's nuts. Horses are, like, six feet tall. Like, yeah. Like, that's a big-ass fall, especially if you're laying in, like, in the dirt. Uh, not one strong female in this film. Uh, we brought that up. <laughs> yeah. Bechdel tests fail. Uh... Jason Priestley is such a star fucker in this. He blows <laughs> loads over anyone with the slightest bit of fame to them. <laughs> yep. And uh, my last line, which is like the last line of the film almost, manly cowboy actor cries at his funeral. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like they go out of their way to be like, this guy was a cowboy actor and he was a pallbearer at Wyatt Earp's funeral and he cried afterwards. <laughs> it's like, all right, well, yeah, he made manly men cry. Holy shit. Yeah, real tough. It's like a, it, that line actually reminded me of like a Ron Swanson quote that they only two times it's acceptable for men to cry is at funerals in the Grand Canyon. <laughs> so that's pretty much like what I got from that last bit. Like that last bit I thought was like such a cop out. Oh my god, I know. It was just it was just trying to like pick up like garbage from it where it's like right. well but but his wife's dead and they were happy, so you should really be happy for them. Right. And, like, okay, so, like, we, we pretty much covered, like, the whole movie and, like, jumped around a little bit. Yeah. But, like, the really the movie does jump around a lot more than I thought it was going to. And yeah. I think I've reiterated that, like, already a few times in this. But yeah. 
Um, overall, what would you like rate this movie? Um, like even though like it was still very flawed, I still had fun watching it. Like I, I just genuinely like westerns uh-huh. in general. Uh, but and even though like they try really hard to make you like someone that's genuinely not a good person. Uh huh. Like I still had fun with like Doc Holliday and like some of the lines that were thrown in there. Like I'll give it like a a middle of the road B minus. Yeah. I had fun with it. I um I was in the mood to watch a western and I this one is like always like recommended as like the best one in the modern kind yeah, of era. Yeah. I've had so many friends that have told me like I fucking love Tombstone and I'm like I feel like yeah. there's way better westerns than this. Uh, me too. Like I thought, like the remake to Three Ten to Yuma is like way better than this. <laughs> Even yeah. the re- remake of True Grit, yeah, is like a way better. Oh yeah, modern for sure. Western than this, for sure. Like I didn't expect the story to take me and uh, like as many places as it did, but that's like to its detriment. Yeah, like I really thought it was gonna be like a build up to like a grand shootout. Where, like, built up tension and, like, all this drama to, like, a big crescendo and everything. And yeah. the movie never did that. Yeah. I mean, it probably was the downfall of, like, having a few directors in it and maybe Pro- an yeah. experienced director, too. But, like, I don't think it really delivered. And so, like, there's a few points that I did like. Yeah. But it didn't really completely save the movie for me. So, I'm going to think I'm going to give it, like, a C-. minus. Oh, shit. Like, I didn't like it as much as I thought I would. Oh, man. I was expecting for it to be like a A minus B plus at Man. least. Review re- review review turn around to movies is not delivering. Not I might have liked UHF just as much as this. Oh my god. <laughs> Maybe even more cuz I had more fun with UHF than I did with this. Oh my gosh. Tombstone. Hot take maybe. Hot but like, take for Tombstone. I didn't I don't think it's like one of the best westerns out there yeah it felt like i was surprised by how jumbled it felt at the end like 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 that whole like last half hour felt like just a long montage yeah where i was like man like you were you built these villains up so well like you built up like the erps pretty well and like doc holiday kind of being like the wild card like i was kind of waiting for that like big showdown at the end and then it was just kind of like like fucking uh Virgil is sent away. Morgan's dead. Yeah. And then, like, uh, Doc Holliday kind of sticks around, but he doesn't really do too much because he's bedridden most of the time. Right. So then you get Michael Rooker and then, like, these two other guys and Wyatt Earp that are just in this montage blowing away dudes where it's, like, it felt super rushed, like, and kind of out of nowhere. Yeah. Uh, like, um, like I said, it's got, like, no built-up drama, but even, like, after the OK Corral when it starts, like, going into, like, rushing towards the end in that last hour yeah like it doesn't really it doesn't make me want to get behind anybody like i can't get behind doc holiday because he's like kind of a shithead yeah and like i can't even get behind white erp or anything yeah because he's like the main character throughout the rest of the like the end and like virgil is out of the picture because he's like injured yeah Friggin' Morgan dies. Yeah. And Wyatt Earp is, like, a murdering asshole. Like, (laughs) why would I root for you? Like, really, you're no better than the Cowboys at this point. Like, because, yeah, like, they did bad things to you and your family, but you're also killing them. Like, it goes back and forth. Like, so, like, I'm like, I have no one to root for at the end of this movie. Yeah. Like, it kind of peters off where, like, main characters die, like, 
unceremoniously. Yeah. There's no like build up or anything. And it's just like kind of like a fizzles out. And I'm like, yeah, it does fizzle out. Like I, I don't, I don't think I hated this as much as you did, but I definitely feel like the, the ending fizzled out. Like I feel like they could have had like a big finale type of shootout, but it just kind of ended with, well, then this guy dies, and then this guy dies, and then then he fucks the actress. The right. end. And like, that's the one, one I'm thinking. Like, are they trying to stick like to the real life events on like how this actually happened? Yeah, I don't know. Because like that would be undramatic. Like if that's like this is how it actually played out. When I'm like, you're making a movie. Yeah. Like, you can take liberties whatever you want. Like. Make it so the heroes are heroes. Yeah. Have these people go out with a blaze of glory. Oh, yeah, for it's sure. It's like, what are you doing? You can do anything. <laughs> like, just make a documentary then if you want all these people to be shitheads. Like, yeah. I don't know. Like, yeah, C mine. If I talk myself into it, I'll give it an F. But, like... <laughs> Like it's C minus. No, I don't. I I, it's I don't not think a, it's not an F. Yeah, like, I wouldn't. I wouldn't go lower than my B minus. Like I did have fun watching it, and there are scenes that I had enough fun with that I can get past like the sh- the shit that they kind of rush through. So yeah, I'm I'm sticking with my B minus. But yeah, it's it's definitely not like I don't def I wouldn't put it up there as like one of the greatest westerns ever made. Right. Well, I'm glad we're both agreed on this. Though. Good. Great. Uh, well, that's Tombstone, our that's winner Tombstone. of our second tourney. <laughs> yeah. So hopefully the third it. one, let's see what the third one brings <laughs> us that we can hate. Uh, if anyone listening here has a definitely different opinion, I would love to hear it. Yeah. And see what uh, your argument is, because like I'll I'll definitely take it. Like For sure. Whatever. If you can prove to me that it's totally different, I'm, I'm glad to hear your arguing opinion. Most definitely. Uh, but anyway, anyway, yeah. anyway, anyway. Uh, is there anything else you've been into this last week? Uh, I watched the Steven Spielberg film from last year, The Post. Oh, okay. With How was Meryl Streep and Tom Hanks. And it is so Oscar Beatty. Oh, I, f- I figured God that. damn it, man. Like, I wanted to, I wanted to like it so much, but they get, they get into, into scenes where, like, Someone gets on the phone and they they're like, "Wait, I'm getting word from the Supreme Court about this," and it's just like this big inspirational like free like, freedom of the press type fucking line, and yeah. she's like, like tearing up while she says it, and I'm like, "Ugh, there's no way that fucking happened that way." <laughs> You're just trying to fucking Milk make it. people yeah make people feel something like it's just there's like so many just like random like. Let's let's pause now and let's have like a big inspirational line about free speech right now. And uh-huh. it's like, ah. But like if you are interested in like the post, like I would say uh don't watch that. Go and see uh Spotlight. Spotlight okay. is really fucking good. Okay. Like it's like Spotlight is like what the post should have been. Okay. Where uh-huh. like they well they like the spot like Spotlight deals more with like the predatory like priests from like the, right. the the catholic church or whatever but like they go more into like the process that like investigative journalists go through when you're working for a paper on whether or not like oh fu- are we gonna get fucked if we actually like print this shit okay whereas they do this they do that in the post but it's like done in such a like over dramatic over the top way where it's like there's no way it happened like that <laughs> you're just full of shit right now <laughs> yeah okay but I mean, like Tom Hanks is good, Meryl Streep's good. Like, if you have an inkling, to, if you like really, really want to see it, go ahead. But don't go into it with like really high expectations. Okay. 
Good to know. And uh, HBO put out a new series this past week, like the series premiere for Succession, mm-hmm. which is like a, a series about uh, uh, this guy who's like older that's like retiring and leaving like his empire, like his empire to his family. Yeah. And uh, it, it was interesting. I, I'm kind of curious to see where they go with it. Okay. Like, uh, they play it up where, like, the dad decides he's not going to retire. And then he, like, kind of, like, germinates, like, these ideas in all of his kids' heads where it's like, well, what if you took over after I was gone? And then sure. kind of leaves leaves it where it's like, like, it's kind of like a family in terms of a country where it's mm-hmm. like you have, like, the, the, ma- like, the patriarch who has like built this empire and then you have all these kids that are now kind of imagining themselves running it and now they're kind of at each other's throats onto okay who's going to take over and then even they go from there where it's like the people that work for them where it's like okay so where's my position going to be after he retires and mm-hmm. like leaves it to his kids so like they kind of like go down like the food chain as to like what are these like, how do these people react to, like, certain things that happen throughout the show? Okay. Like, they even have, like, a cool scene where, like, the husband of, like, the daughter, who gets shit on all the time, like, you kind of feel sorry for him because he's just kind of told what to do all the time. And then, like, this random cousin shows up who has, like, nothing to do with the family. Like, he just shows up because he wants a job at, like, one of the theme parks that this, like, this uh, old guy owns. And he's just kind of, like, a fuck-up. And then, like the husband of, like, the daughter, like, kind of, like, comes across him and just starts treating him like shit out of nowhere. Hmm. Where, like, you feel so sorry for him and then he just start, starts treating him like shit where it's like, oh, so there's, like, like, there's, like, a hierarchy to, like, this whole family and, like, they kind of, like, make shit of each other mm-hmm. when they when they get the chance. Okay. So it's, like, re- it's kind of interesting in that sense. Okay. So, I mean, I'm, I'm curious to see where they go with it, but I'm not going to guarantee that it's going to be good because it, it could legit fall off the rails okay. at any time. Okay. But the first episode has me interested. All right. Right on. And that's all I've been into. Um, I read the most recent edition or recent issue, rather, of Doomsday Clock, which Ooh. is the sequel to The Watchmen Ooh. from 1986. Um, it, it doesn't directly pick up after Watchmen, but it picks up in 1992 and then does like a, it's five issues in and it does things that like kind of, I feel like don't fit in like what the Watchmen universe has created. Yeah. Even though it's not like that much far fetched than like what Dr. Manhattan can do and like Ozymandias, like making a giant squid to kill all of like, (laughs) New York or whatever. <laughs> yeah. Like what they do in it is not that really like that different. It just feels like it. It's like, that seems like far fetched for this kind of universe. Yeah. Regardless, I think it's written very well and the art is amazing. Yeah. But now the fourth issue had a delay on it. And so it came out a month late. Yeah. And then from there, they've said that every issue after that is going to come out every two months. If it's not delayed. And so the fifth issue just came out, and, like, I kind of forgot what happened in the last four. (laughs) And at this point, like, Watchmen, from, like, the first few issues, is like a mystery on who killed the comedian. Yeah. But it felt like it's building towards it, and you're getting to know characters in, like, full issue 
like arcs. Like you get to know uh, Rorschach in one issue, Doctor Manhattan in one oh. issue, and all that. And in this one, it's kind of jumping around per issue, and I have no idea where it's going. <laughs> like it's building towards something, but. I don't know what yet because yeah. they're in, not only incorporating stuff from the Watchmen universe where like, like it's like a new Rorschach, yeah, and the comedian is alive, yeah, and they're like also mingling with the real DC universe like Superman and Batman and stuff, yeah, and then they're incorporating like characters that they haven't used in forever like from that are like created in like the 40s and 50s. Oh, like shit. in real in real life, like yeah. comic stuff, and yeah. I'm like, I don't know where this is going <laughs> at all, and I'm like, I need the next issue to really get back on track and like find my like find an end goal. Yeah, because like otherwise, I'm like, I'll still read it, but like I'm not sure if I like it. Yeah, but I'm still reading it, and each issue is like five bucks. That's like, ugh. anyway. Mm-hmm. I've been doing, I've been reading more than just besides that, but it's for like an upcoming Imperious Rex, so we'll oh, yeah. see it down the line or whatever. There you go. But, uh, so yeah, that's all I've been into, all JT. Right. So yeah. if people want to complain what is going on with Doomsday Clock with you. Oh my God, I can't do that? wait, please. <laughs> Message me at Bucky Fervent on Twitter, also Bucky Fervent on Instagram, and hey, why not Bucky Fervent on Snapchat, Troy? Well, you can find me at Troy to the Max. You can find us both at Review Review Pod on Twitter. You can find our new episodes up on Facebook as well. All of our new episodes are uploaded at uh, reviewreviewpod.podbean.com. And if you don't want to go there, you can go to iTunes and Stitcher and Google Play and all that kind of stuff. And if you're on iTunes or Google Podcast or not, uh, Apple Podcasts or whatever it's called, you can give us a rate and a review. And if you like the show, that helps other people find the show as well. If you got something you want to say that's a little long-winded, we're more than happy to read something. Come on. If you just send an email to reviewpod at gmail.com. Bring it on. Tell us what you thought of Tombstone. Yeah. Tell us what you think of Doomsday Clock. Yeah. Chime in on really anything. We will read it on the show more happy than ever that somebody really believes in us. (laughs) You can even message us about uh, The Incredibles. That's coming up soon. Because... Next week. That's right. We're talking about the original in in light of Incredibles 2 coming out next week. Yep. We'll be talking about the original Incredibles leading up to our review of Incredibles 2. Yep. The week after that. That's right. So get on it, listeners. Yeah. I know you're out there. We're doing an Incredibles 2 week for. <laughs> Great. That's a, It rings so well in the ear how that <laughs> sounds. It's so good. Uh. But yeah, that's it. So Incredibles next week, Incredibles 2 the week after. Yep. We got the uh, Tourney 3 going up on Twitter. Tourney 3 going out. Make sure this one doesn't get fucked up. Listen, <laughs> last week was a landslide for a good reason. Yeah. But uh, let's check out to see what is going on in the next round. Yeah, there you go. Uh, Goodwill Hunting versus Mr. Nanny. Cast your votes. Cast your votes. They're important. Yes. Uh, but until then, JT, I have been Troy to the Max Extreme. I am JT the BK. And we are off. <laughs>